take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And features including our webcam. You can go and watch the show if you like. Uh, and you can listen and chat all at the same time. You can chat, watch, it's all on the same page. Cam.freetalklive.com. Get you there. That's cam.freetalklive.com. By the way, uh, our whole website... As you know, changed over to a new format in the very beginning of this year. But last night, uh, there was a, another makeover, if you will, that has been applied to the front page of the site. So if you haven't been uh, in a week or so, or in a few days at least, uh, go and take a look at the new format for the website. The archives are no longer on the left-hand side of the page. They're right there uh, at the top. So we've essentially eliminated a column. It, it used to be a four-column website. You had the left column, the main column, a right column, and then an advertising column. We've eliminated the right columns, so and now it's just a three-column site, much simpler look to it, and uh, I think it looks good. And, of course, it's still free. You can still uh, submit your own show prep ideas and uh, video posts and the blog posts or whatever you want, and other listeners can vote them up and vote them down. Just a little bit of a reworking of the graphic design of the site. See it for yourself at freetalklive.com. Again, freetalklive.com. We will take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind, starting out going unscreened to the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello, Ampline. Going once. That's the problem with going on screen. Ampline going twice. It is the problem. Yeah, you never know. You, you got to take the risk. 800 to, because I'm too cheap to pay for a phone screener. 800 259 9231. So, uh, coming up here tonight, if we get a chance, in fact, we might just start out with it. Oh, heck. Let's, let's, well, we'll start out with the topless thing, because I promised that last night. But coming up, we'll talk about secession. Pressherald.com reporting that about two dozen women marched topless. Uh, recently in Portland in a, on a recent afternoon in an effort to erase what they Oregon, see. Right? Correct. Uh, to erase what they see as a double standard on male and female nudity. The women proceeded and followed by several hundred boisterous and mostly male onlookers. Many of them, <laughs> <laughs> many of them carrying cameras stayed on the sidewalk because they hadn't obtained a demonstration permit to walk in the street. About a 1,000 people gathered as the march passed through Monument Square, a mix of demonstrators, supporters, onlookers, and those just out enjoying a warm and sunny early spring day. After the marchers reached a park in the old port, some turned around and walked to Longfellow Square, but most stayed and mingled in the park. Some happily posed for pictures. Police said there were no incidents and no arrests. Can you believe that? That uh, some people would have you believe that if women walked around without their tops on, that men would lose control. That they would go crazy and just start raping women everywhere. They did take pictures. They did take pictures, and maybe they went <laughs> and home and pleasured themselves later on. I, I don't know, but I think I it's, think it's uh, kind of silly to, to complain about men taking pictures if you, you know. And that what I, mean, I don't think happen. anyone's complaining. Oh, they complained. Who, Some who of them complained? Did. That was my understanding. Really? Somewhere the, in there, there's some a little complaint. The topless women. It wasn't women a. Complaint. It wasn't a huge deal, but they did. Complain. Okay, well, I don't have that particular version of this story. Uh, all I have here is it says that they they pose for pictures. So clearly some of them didn't care and they post for pictures. Clearly. So if you want to be I agree with you, if you want to take your top off in public, you shouldn't be offended when somebody takes a look or takes a picture of you. Although I think if if there is a culture shift and there needs to be that this is an okay, this is this is an okay thing, then that, that it'll be no big deal after a while. I mean, it, it, it's it's that way already. It's in, not that in many big of a countries. De- yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. not that big of a deal in Europe on on the beach for women to be topless. Mm-hmm. So 
<clears throat> except when the Americans go and take their pictures. Oh, oh I'm wrong. This was in Maine. This is Portland, Maine. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, what did you say? Uh, Mark said Oregon, and I, I nodded, mm. and I thought that was what it was. Uh, police said there were no incidents. Nudity is illegal in Maine only if genitals are displayed. Ty McDowell, who organized the march, said she was enraged by the turnout of men attracted to the demonstration. The purpose, she said, was for society to have the same reaction to a woman walking around topless as it does to men without shirts on. And I understand her purpose. Uh, I, I agree. That's that's she a good She seems purpose. somewhat Pollyannish, though. Right, right. The, it, it, the belief that somehow, you know, you're going to... March women around without their tops on, and and you aren't going to have stares, ogles, uh, wolf whistles, and and the like. I think that the reason why she got that reaction was because it's so uncommon. It because is uncommon. what's happening here, because what they did was an unusual thing, it attracted a lot of attention. If they were to do this on a weekly basis uh, during the summertime, if women were in in Portland or wherever you are were to go around without their tops on on a regular basis, then it would become no big deal. And yeah, but after it's gonna, some point, it's going to likely remain uncommon. Just the way... t- I understand what you're saying, Mark. It is going to likely remain uncommon because, for whatever reason, they don't want the attention or uh, whatever they feel uncomfortable, whatever. But if they were to do it more often, it would become common, and it, it would, would be no big deal. Sure. So right. that's why she got the reaction. I, I know she she loves the idea of being able to just walk out with her top off and have everybody just go, oh, whatever. But, you know, I, I, I had a friend tell me, uh, someone who I respect, by the way, just uh, just but said uh, that um, – that this is a cultural thing. It's not, you know, and 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 I guess the implication, although we didn't really discuss it further, but the implication is that it's okay because it's not government forcing this on people. That the cultural, it's the cultural standard? standard. But I don't think that don't think so. that is, uh, you know, when you're talking about freedom, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, um, it's okay to just to just just because it just if it's a cultural thing and it's bad it's still something that needs to be addressed i think absolutely you know what if 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 it were a cultural thing to be you know disdainful of a certain you know if it's a cultural thing to treat one group of people differently than another group of people i think that's something that's worth addressing from a liberty perspective all the problems in life are not necessarily caused by government it's just a good amount of them are. I, i would even go so far as to suggest that statism is really more of a symptom of a cultural phenomenon, which is a, a culture of authoritarianism, that makes that okay. I mean, without that culture, then statism wouldn't be able to thrive. You know, it's really statism is built on a whole bunch of cultural premises. And, and, and in, in a sense, I think when you try to attack statism without addressing that aspect of it, you're kind of putting the cart before the horse. Absolutely right. Uh, and so I, I would, would agree with the, the organizer here that ideally the, it should have been that people didn't really care, but... In our current culture and in the society in which we are, it, people are going to notice. They are going to pay attention. They are going to put down whatever they're doing. They're going to come see what's going on. It's a big deal. Dozens of women walking around in the park with their tops off? Yeah. <laughs> it is. That's news, man. You right. know, there are there are women that would like to be able to take their tops off. It may not be very many of them because, you know, again, a lot of women are brought up thinking that it's not – that it is nudity – to have your top off, and so and so they feel uncomfortable to have their Isn't top off. Isn't it funny to see little and, girls in, 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 in bathing suits, like little girls in yeah, bathing suits? Yeah, and there's suits. nothing. They're, right. they're they, no different than a little, little boy little triangles of fabric um, yeah. on their tops, and it's it's so funny. And, and sometimes uh, people put them on, sometimes they won't. And either way, it's okay, but it's almost more You're training weird. them to be uncomfortable about right. showing. Yeah. That's and, where and, it starts. And at that stage, you put, if you put a bag over their heads, you wouldn't tell the boys from the girls. You know, yeah. it's... 
It, it, there's no, there's no, there's nothing to cover there. And, and but you're training them to be self-conscious about that. And then, and of course, yeah, a lot of women don't want to take their tops off because they're uncomfortable now at this point to take their cop their tops off. But I, I I'd like to be in a culture where they could and not feel Absolutely. uncomfortable about it. And I'd like to be in a culture where we don't raise them to be ashamed of of uh, you know and sexualize a part of their body. Which which shouldn't be. And, but it's uh, it's nice. Know. I mean, it's nice for us, the guys, to sit here and say something like that. Um, and and I agree with you completely, Dale. We can we can sit here all night and uh, spout off about how we how great we think a society would be. But unless the women are ready to be in that society, unless they're ready to take yeah. that step and start being seen without their tops on, you'll never get there. So it's if this happens once in Maine. And then it doesn't happen again. Or in Keene, New Hampshire, it happened here last year. We had one young lady uh, walk down the street with her top uh, top off. It was surrounded no, by dozens of guys with their tops off. No, I wouldn't say dozens, maybe about half a dozen. But uh, but it, it wasn't as big of an event because Keene is not as big of a place as uh, Portland, and it wasn't well publicized in advance. It was just a spur of the moment thing. She just yeah. decided to uh, to go with it and take a walk downtown with her top off. She ended up being arrested. The police dropped the charges and later on actually admitted that they never should have arrested her. It was one of the very rare times the police actually said they were sorry uh, for for arresting somebody. It was very unusual how they uh, they ended up responding to that because it's apparently not illegal to walk around he, with your top off. As yeah, a he li- had he had. There was quite a struggle going on on the radio where he was trying to or on the Between phone the actually, cops. cell phone yeah. where he's talking to us to a to a, a superior and trying to figure out. Whether he should actually do anything. Yep. So they they turned her loose, and uh, but but that's the last time that it happened. It was toward the end of the summer. Will we see it happen again? I don't know. And there's nothing that we can do. We just watch and and show whatever level of support we can as people that love freedom. Free talk live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you. If you like the program and you want to help support the show, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You just start your shopping there. It's that easy. Amazon, you know them, the world's largest internet retailer with dozens of categories in which you can shop. And you can even buy used items if you want to save a few extra bucks. But if you're buying uh, brand new, you may get free super saver shipping because that's available on a whole lot of their items. Amazon.freetalklive.com. When it comes to personal protection, do what top police, military, and civilian self-defense instructors get for themselves, their families. And what do they recommend for you? It's the Tiger Light, non-lethal defense system. You can go check it out at tiger.freetalklive.com. I've got one, and it is awesome uh, little device. It's a uh, super bright flashlight integrated with pepper spray, so you have it right with you when you need it. Tiger.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls about what you want. Kurt is in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kurt. Hi, guys. Kurt, what's Uh, on your mind tonight? well, I was going to talk about a funny bureaucrat run-in, but the breasts distracted me. <laughs> yeah, they do that. 
what I think the, the women who want to take their tops off need to understand is breasts are a visual sexual signal. They're going to get ogled by people. Somebody's going to ogle. And if they can get past that, I think we're done. Yeah, well, I mean, some want. people would point out that uh, other parts can be sexy. Uh, a neck or, uh, or an ear uh, hand can be sexy as well, and that those are not covered have up. You, so, have you seen the have you seen the thread uh, perfect butts or whatever on uh, on the Free Talk Live BBS? Perfect, perfect no, uh, excellent breasts. That one. Excellent butts. That's it. Oh. Butts. I've not seen the I've not seen the butts thread. Uh, Dale, have you seen that oh, one? I I've I've actually glanced at it, even though it's female. Butts. Oh, it's mostly yeah. female. Okay. You don't have mostly any guy butts females. on there. Poor a bunch Dale. of sexist. Bunch of sexist, nothing but girl butts on there. You can start your own thread. Absolutely sexist, <laughs> except for one image, which is just plain gross. Okay. Some someone did post a a thread ruiner that is just plain gross. That tends oh, well. to happen over at the Free Talk Live BBS. It is virtually unmoderated, so people will put in gross things. So what was well, your point? If 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 I may go back to what I was going to say. Yes, sir. I lived in Massachusetts for a while, and Sorry. I ordered a trailer. Yeah, I know, but I got out. I then moved to California, and the difference was striking. Uh, I mean, in Massachusetts, you can say anything you want, you can think anything you want, uh, just don't diss a cop or they'll kill you. Hmm. And when I got to California, there was t- the whole PC thing, the politically correct speech, politically correct thinking was in full bloom, and it was amazing. It was so much more repressive. Wow. Massachusetts, you know, obey, and you're cool. They don't care what you're thinking as long as you do what they tell you. But California, it mattered what you were thinking, and that was nasty. Hmm. I'd never anyway, heard anybody compare uh, Massachusetts and California before. It's very interesting. Oh, I used to do that. I, I, I've lived in, I lived in both, and I, I was comparing the, to the two different kinds of snobbery. Like in, in, in California, he's comparing the authoritarianism of the two. And, and in California, yeah. I noticed the snobbery was very shallow. It was all about what kind of car you drive and what kind of clothes you're wearing and what kind of cool haircut and if you have washboard abs. Or I noticed that when whatever. I was in California too. That people seem yeah. very, very, very concerned with uh, materialists and that their appearance yeah. and and their style yeah. and all that stuff. And where you go to and you go to Massachusetts and there, there's some of that too, but it's really it's different. You know, it's still it's t- there's an intellectual snobbery in Massachusetts. I felt like well, that might also be the difference mm-hmm. between new money and old money. Maybe Massachusetts yeah. has a lot of old money. Yeah, I think that I think the sense in Massachusetts was was uh, was you needed to be a certain kind of you need to be interested in the right things and and kind of have you know it was an intellectual snobbery and and I don't you know if you if you weren't following the right political topics and different things then then you know that was whereas say, in California it's more be about being pretty would you say yeah so any sure. other thoughts for us tonight um, well I was in, living in Massachusetts and I bought a trailer. Through mail order, and of course, since it was out of state, uh, I didn't pay any sales tax on it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think about it, of course. Very few people do. And I let it go, and I let it go, and I finally built the bloody thing. And I went to order, I went to uh, register it, and it had been more than a year. So you ordered uh, parts for the trailer, and you had to put it together yourself? No, no. There's a, there's a. I don't know if I should mention the business name, but they sell utility trailers. One kit utility trailer, two hundred fifty dollars. Wow, four feet by four feet by eight feet. Put on your own plywood, bolt mm-hmm. it together, and go. Got it. Well, so I went to get a plate. Being a law-abiding person, that I eh, yeah. Anyway, Either way, they're going to abide the. They're going to give you a I try ticket. to abide the laws they're going to get me for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> so I, 
We forget. I register. I go to register the trailer, and I'm standing in line. Get up to the guy, and I say, "Okay, here's here's my sales receipt. Here's the serial number off the machine. Uh, uh, give me the plate." And he turns around. He starts typing away, and he hands me a bill, and it's got the tax, the sales tax for the sale, the interest on the sales tax for the sale from more than a year ago. Oh my gosh. The fine for not having paid the sales tax within a year, the interest on the sales tax for not having paid oh the sales tax fine within a year, and then the cost of registration. <laughs> oh, so wow. it, was, it was like more than $100 for something that should have been 15 And I, hmm. I, I looked at the bill, I looked up at the guy, and there's a line behind me, and I hope they heard me. I said, are you trying to tell me I had to pay sales tax, it was mail order. There wasn't any sales tax. He said, oh, yeah, on everything mail order. So <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah California expects you to, to Wait, report this to them. Oh, this was Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Oh, oh this is and Massachusetts. Said, okay. Yeah, so I said, so, so some little old lady who 25 years ago bought a set of Ginsu knives over the TV owes you her house? And he looked at me, and he nodded and said, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I as much as I, you know, intellectual curiosity, I'd love to know what a $10 price tag would have done in sales tax over 25 years and the fines and the fees With the interest, and all that. yeah, interest. It would be interesting, but I, I don't want to know because it would be me. It's crazy. Thank you for sharing that story. Anything else on your mind tonight? Uh, no, I've been holding that for a while till I had a chance to call in. Well, hopefully uh, you'll be able to. Uh, how are things in North Carolina comparatively to uh, Massachusetts and, and California? Uh, well, right now we've got a pollen storm. According oh. to the State Department of whatever the heck, uh, it's three to ten times as much pollen as normal. A cold winter and a snap to an 80-degree spring, and the pollen is just hideous out here. But it's all tree pollen, so there's no sneezing, just itchy eyes and quarter-inch of layers of green everywhere. Well, good luck out there, and thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yeah, I was just, the, the pollen on there, that pollen he's talking about, is the kind you can see is too big to, get, uh, to affect the receptors that, that trigger allergies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it's but I hear that it, usually there's pollen in the air that's not visible along with it. I so. imagine so. Uh, so, uh, I was listening to the intro to the Complete Liberty podcast today. The mo- one of the more re- I think the most recent episode of Westboro Trends, uh, Complete Liberty, and I guess he was in court recently for some sort of traffic thing. And just kind of on the topic of government bureaucrats being really honest, that last government bureaucrat saying, yeah, we'll take your house for a $10 bill that you didn't pay. For that you years. owe it. Uh, this judge, this government-robed person, literally told uh, Wes Bertrand on audio recording, told him that this is extortion. He had, Wes asked if this was extortion. The judge said that uh, it might very well be that he couldn't really answer that question. <laughs> the judge basically said, yeah, we're extorting you from $250. More coming up. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. Do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. The 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. And they include our archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, they're right there on the front page of the website. And actually, they've been moved now right to the top of the page. Make it even easier for you to find at uh, freetalklive.com, making them more prominent. Plus, if you go into our podcast, you can download all the way back to the beginning of 2009. It's all completely free, freetalklive.com. Plus, the School Sucks podcast is something you need to know about if you're looking for more great liberty-oriented audio content. Uh, You can head over to schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. It is a show about the end of government education. In fact, I'm uh, putting together something. I got in touch with uh, Brett from School Sucks at schoolsucksproject.com and asked him what he would recommend. Which of his shows would you recommend to put on a CD to give to middle schoolers and high schoolers? And he came up with one of his shows, and so I downloaded that episode, and I've been working on putting together a CD that can be handed to people, uh, to young folks, specifically for here in New Hampshire, but it may end up being something that could be utilized on a wider scale, uh, because the things I'm putting on, I'm also making kind of an enhanced CD where you can put it in your computer. If you put it in an audio CD player, you'll play a track from School Sucks. If you put it in your computer, there'll be some videos that can pull up and some web links and stuff like that. Uh, so I've I've included uh, Pirates and Emperors, which is a really great animated short. If you haven't seen that online, go and YouTube that. Pirates, it is worth seeing. Yeah, definitely. Pirates and Emperors. In, I it's, love it. It's done in that sort of uh, schoolhouse rock style. Mm-hmm, and they it's, do a real um, good job. Yeah, it, al- it almost seems like it, it, it's... It, was that play- you, you, you watch it and go, <laughs> wait, was that played on Schoolhouse Rock? I don't oh, think so. If only. <laughs> it's if too only. anti-statist to be on Schoolhouse Rock. The only thing I wish there uh, were true about Pirates and, and Emperors is that I wish there were others. I wish... Like Schoolhouse Rock, you know, they had different episodes. Pirates and Emperors is the only one like that. Uh, so I would love to see whoever it was that did that uh, put some more of them together. But they're not me and I'm not them. So all I can say is uh, please put some more out. That would be great. But, yeah, I'm putting things together and uh, going to put together a CD and hand it out to the, the middle schoolers here because we've started doing outreach at the uh, the middle school and high school. And that's uh, apparently upsetting some people. Uh, some people in the area don't don't really like the idea that we're targeting their children with our I, message of uh, freedom. I love that someone implied that there's like brain, that this is a t- an attempt at brainwashing. <laughs> when yeah. the government school has these kids by law for like eight hours a day, nine months a year for the, for the early 12 very impressionable years of their life. years in many cases. Yeah. So they've got them like a captive audience to, to whatever they want to shovel into their heads and all the indoctrination training and make them raise their hands to freaking go to the bathroom. And yep. Stand all in this line. Stuff. And, and Quiet then, when they turn on the lights. But if you stand out there with a sign that, that just shows them a website they can go to if they want to, you know, stand out there for a few yep. minutes once a week. You know, and we're not going to send truant officers to their house if they don't go read the website, you know. No. <laughs> so, but but that but that few minutes of brain, but that few minutes of holding a sign is, is uh, you know, how dare you try to brainwash these children. Yep. And that just shows how out of touch, you know, that that's that's the mindset that we're dealing with. Well, I, I thought that they made a pretty good point when they um, sort of paralleled the 420 activism and the um, high school, middle school outreach 
together, and it's it's essentially it's it's um what you know what they're doing is they're saying that uh, you know, the people that are doing the the drug activism are trying to recruit our kids, and, yeah. and it's like a parent's worst it's nightmare, it's which statement. is an evangelical drug dealer, you know, <laughs> and, uh, like an evangelical yeah. free drug dealer, you know, because yeah. that's the only thing that's going to really work for kids. Because why would drug dealers want to get kids as customers when kids don't have any money? Well, um, young teenagers have plenty of money, but uh, the younger teenagers that aren't working don't shouldn't. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, I think that they've uh, they, they, they've made some interesting – they've made a, a very good point when well, it comes a, to – It's a true statement, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to uh, tone down my activism because some people have a problem with cannabis because I mean, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about how here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, there are at 420 every day in the afternoon, which, by the way, happens right next to the middle school. I mean, almost yeah, right, right next right to right it. Next yeah, to it, it not, really not, does. I mean, not adjacent immediately, but uh, a couple close. hundred feet away from it, I would say. It's within visible distance, uh, and it do- but it doesn't happen at the same time. Kids get out of school at 2.20 in the afternoon. Most of uh, the participants are locals, though. They're not even... Um, most of the 4.20 Yeah, people. I mean, yeah. it was started, I think, by, uh, by a free-stater. Free uh, a free-stater started it, but very quickly it just caught on and locals took yeah. it over. I mean, so, it's a local event now. So the accusation is true. Yes, some of the same people who have been seen at the 4.20 events, myself included, uh, are doing the outreach to middle schoolers and high schoolers. In this area, of course, high schoolers have come out to the uh, the 420 yeah, events. Right. They're more concerned. So, so it's working. I think right. they're more concerned with no, no. We, it wasn't because we were at their high school. It was because their friends told them about it. Uh, because high schoolers smoke pot. I don't know if you knew that. Anyway, <laughs> it's uh, easier to get I, than I, alcohol I, because it's illegal. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I smoked pot in high school. I can tell you that. So did I. Uh, so middle schoolers, though, it's kind of a newer thing. We've been doing the high school outreach for a number of weeks. Now we've moved into uh, middle schoolers. I was inspired by Ernie Hancock from uh, Freedom's Phoenix. To start doing this, and so their accusation is is correct. I have been to the 420s and will continue going to them. So I have been seen there and will be seen there, and I'm seen outside the uh, the middle school. But I'm also on television too sometimes in the area, and I'm on the radio. So I yeah. mean, your kids can can come across this message. Freekeen.com is attempting. That was my website, and Dale's one of the bloggers there as well. Uh, but Freekeen is is attempting to reach out to as many people as we can. We've got newspapers. You know, we've got. Uh, we've got radio shows. Dale, you've got anarchyinyourhead.com. I mean, we've got all kinds of different ways to get out to people. And we're not really concerning ourselves with avoiding young people. In fact, we are no, targeting No, we shouldn't young avoid people. young people. I mean, we, There's I, good I, reason I, to target young people. Yeah, I mean, we're just just with messages. And, and again, you know, uh, they, they, the young people should start having opinions right now about freedom issues, including things like the drug war, which isn't to say that, you know, that doesn't mean they should go out and start using drugs. I'm certainly not. I don't think so. But they should start forming opinions about things like the drug war. That's a big issue. And they shouldn't be lied to. They they shouldn't be told lies, which is what they are. That's the dare class. I mean, that's essentially what happens here. And any parent that gets upset at the fact that people are out front of their, uh, their kid's school holding signs and passing out stuff... Any parent that gets upset about that, well, too flippin' bad. You're sending your kids to government school, which means that they are subject to uh, being approached when they're leaving the yeah. school. If I'm responsible for paying for your child's education, I should have some kind of say in what it is. Is it, doesn't that seem fair? Absolutely. If not, get your hand out of my pocket. I'll get go. your stinking middle-class mm-hmm. welfare grubbing right. hand out of my pocket. We're not encouraging people to smoke pot. We're just reaching out to them with a message of freedom on a website that covers a lot of different issues. Freekeen.com yeah. is not exclusively a cannabis website. We're in favor of not all drug far. legalization yeah. and a whole bunch of other issues. A lot of freedom issues are discussed over at Freekeen.com. So, I mean, it's ludicrous to say that one thing is necessarily directly connected to another. It's 
just it's tangentially connected. Well, at but best. people, uh, but but if that's if that's what the free staters are known for in town, Fine. and I think that uh, to, to a good extent that that's true. Good. Um, because it's probably been their most successful outreach. Take your kids f- out of government school, then, if you've got a problem with it. Homeschool them, send them to some, send them to some private school where we're not going to be able to reach out to them. That that would be your best solution. Or, like you say, Mark, how about you just stop taxing me for these government schools, and you won't see hide nor hair of me at, in front of them ever well, again. I, uh, I swear, I solemnly uh, swear that if I don't have to pay government school tax, I will no longer do any school-related uh, outreach on uh, that next sounds to fair. the school. That sounds yeah. like a good deal. Does to me too. It won't mean I won't hand your kid a flyer if they're out downtown or something but, but like they gotta, that. But they got to, they got to. We'll find, you know. But you got to let us all out of it because someone, yeah. of, someone else will come and do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's one of the things that's going on around here, and it's it's been fun, and people are getting uppity about it. And you know, as Gandhi said, first they ignore you, and then they laugh at you, and then they fight you, and then you win. Yep. So at what, what where on that scale? And I don't. I'm not saying Gandhi was, uh, you know, necessarily right every single time in that in the order of things but if you look at historically though that seems to be there, there seems to be a trend i think um, so where, where it, is that uh where is getting upset about people reaching out to your children uh on the scale of ignore you laugh at you fight you win i'd say that's about number three you think that's fighting is that fighting yeah it's, it's getting there we're, we're we're if we're not at three we're we're darn close Darn 2.5 something like yeah, that. we're at 2.5 at yeah. least i like it and, and we've barely even begun i mean we're talking about a point still, in time <laughs> yeah i know we're just the pie we're just the like early pioneers there's exactly. lots of people following us so and i know that makes them very upset that whole idea that that, that this is just the beginning like whenever the the, uh, the the status quo people start getting upset about oh, yeah, the free all the comments being here, in there are like trying to scare us off. Right, like, oh, always, you better not come here. I always you know? make the statement, hey, <laughs> we've got more coming. Get ready, because the fun's just starting here. It's Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb has given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. So, enjoy those on us. And those features include our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo, show they are indeed listeners of this program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. And you can also have, if you're a lady listener, you can also submit a a validated video. And validated means that you're showing in the video or photo that you are a listener of the program somehow. Usually it's holding a sign or doing something maybe a little more creative. Uh, Over at shrine.freetalklive.com. Uh, 800-259-9231. That allows you to take control of the airwaves. Coming up, we'll talk about secession. But first, over in Northern Virginia, Radley Balco from Reason.com reports that last November, along the roadside of Richmond Highway, a major thoroughfare in Fairfax County, Virginia, a police officer shot and killed David Masters, an unarmed motorist, as he sat in the driver's seat of his car. Masters, who was bipolar, was wanted for allegedly stealing some flowers for a plant uh, from a planter, clearly worthy of being shot. 
Uh, he had been given a ticket the day before for running a red light and then evading the police officer, though in a slow and not particularly dangerous manner. By the way, this uh, story yeah, brought... Yeah, because if you got a ticket rather than drug in for uh, evading a police officer, it was it, it was in a slow and not particularly evasive manner. By the way, this story brought to you by copblock.org. In January of this year, Fairfax County Commonwealth's attorney Raymond Morrow announced through a press release that he would not be filing any charges against the officer who shot Masters. The shooting, according to the attorney, was justified due to a furtive gesture by Masters that suggested that he had a weapon. The only eyewitness to the furtive gesture was the police officer who pulled the trigger. There exists a dash cam video of Masters shooting. There are also police interviews of other witnesses in the police report itself. But the public and the press are as unlikely to see any of those as they are to learn even the officer's name. That's because the Fairfax County Police Department, along with the neighboring municipal police departments of Arlington and Alexandria, are among the most secretive, least transparent law enforcement agencies in the country. And local political leaders don't seem particularly concerned about it. Fairfax County hasn't charged a police officer for an on-duty shooting in 70 years. Perhaps that's because no officer there has ever merited charges through a use of force, but it could be also because local cops and prosecutors have too cozy a relationship. The point is, we don't know. Fairfax police have cut off inquiry and second-guessing by simply denying public access to any relevant information. So, so much for the idea of open government. Yeah. Michael Pope, a reporter who covers Northern Virginia for the Connection newspaper. I mean, chain. if you want transparent government, then you need to have the enforcement arm of government. Where the rubber hits the road, that needs to be very, very transparent. Absolutely, but uh, they'll just do whatever they want. And what are you going to do about it? Uh, NPR affiliate WAMU filed a series of open records requests with a Fairfax, excuse me, yeah, Fairfax Police Department related to the master shooting. All of them were denied. Last month... He asked the Fairfax County Police Inf- Public Information Officer Marianne Jennings why her department won't at least release the incident report on Master's death, given concerns raised about the shooting. Let us hear that concern, Jennings shot back. We're not hearing it from anybody except the media, except individual reporters. <laughs> Those, it's not like you're listening to the public. I mean, what does everybody have to do? Do 100,000 people have to write letters? Apparently, that's what she's saying here. You're just you're just the media. You're not good enough. We need to hear from a bunch of more people before we even consider releasing anything. It's crazy. <laughs> that's an astounding answer, says Balco. Except the media. That's exactly who you would expect to file the most open records requests. When asked why her department won't even release the name of the officer who shot Masters, Jennings got more obtuse. She responded in her reply... What does the name of an officer give the public in terms of information and disclosure? I'd be curious to know why they want the name of an officer. Crazy. Well, so they can watch out for this madman that shoots people that steal flowers out of planters. Well, for starters, because he's a government employee, says Balco, paid and entrusted by taxpayers with the rather serious power to arrest, detain, coerce, and kill. And he recently used the most serious of those powers on an unarmed man. Releasing the officer's name would allow reporters to see if the officer has been involved in other shootings. Betcha he has. Tends to be that the uh, cops with the itchy trigger trigger fingers, uh, unless they're a rookie or something, have been involved in this stuff in the past. Uh, Perhaps there have been prior uh, prior disciplinary measures or other citizen complaints against him. It would allow the media to be sure the Fairfax County Police Department has done an adequate job of training him in the use of lethal force. Of course, Jennings, the bureaucrat, knows that journalists, or anyone else for that matter, can't access any of that other information either. 
The default position of the Fairfax County Police Department, says Pope, is to decline all requests for information, and not just from the media. When a member of the county SWAT team shot and killed 38-year-old optometrist Sal Colosi Jr. in 2006, it took nearly a year plus legal action to get the agency to release its investigation of the shooting even to Colosi's family. Colosi, who had been suspected of wagering on football games with friends, was also unarmed when he was killed. In a state with comparatively favorable open records laws, the investigative, uh, excuse me, the Professional Journalism Association Investigative Reporters and Editors ranks Virginia the fifth most transparent in the country. The police departments in Fairfax, Arlington, and Alexandria have managed to get away with interpreting that law in a way that allows them to remain almost completely opaque. The reporter told Balco in a phone interview, quote, Part of my daily routine when I worked in Florida was to drive to the police station to get a copy of the previous day's incident reports. I was just dumbfounded when I started working in Virginia. They rejected all of them. Here in uh, Keene, they actually post them to the Internet. So, I mean, it's like a completely different world. The police agencies even rejected requests for incident reports about arrests for which the same department had put out a press release. Pope uh, wrote a remarkable article last month for Northern Virginia's Connections newspapers detailing the police blackout, quoting a number of local public officials whose definition of oversight is apparently no more than how tall people view the world. I don't think we have to justify it, said Police Chief Earl Cook. He told police uh, Pope of his department's refusal to release information. A lot of things can be said about transparency. That doesn't make it effective. <laughs> we don't need transparency it's, it's, in law enforcement. <laughs> Why should they? They get your money anyway, so what the hell does it matter anyway? Invoking a phrase to it's not like you're going to stop paying them, so they'll just do whatever they want, and you can just cry about it in your newspaper articles. Pretty much that's their position. It's, it's pretty accurate, too. Invoking a phrase traditionally used to refer to government censorship, Fairfax's Jennings told Pope that releasing the... Uh, uh, releasing police reports to the press would have a chilling effect on victims and witnesses coming forward to report crimes. Though, as Pope noted in another piece, that doesn't appear to be the case in nearly every other police department in the country. When Pope asked Jennings what evidence she has to support her theory, she replied, I don't know if there's evidence or not. All I have is what our investigators and what our commanders and the police department believe. Don't look to elected officials to correct any of this either. Arlington County Board Member Barbara Fravola told Pope, I'm in the corner of trusting our police department. If they push back, I'm not going to override them, and I don't think I could get three votes on the board to override them either. Gee, why might that be? Either they're buddy-buddy with the police department and, uh, you know, the good old boys network, or they're afraid of the police department and would never cross them. It's one or the other, right? If you're talking about these government bureaucrats, these uh, board members that theoretically would have the power to, say, hire and fire the police chief mm. or, or something like that, the reason they're not willing to do anything is because they're either buddies or they're, they're just scared S-less. If they push back, I'm not going to override them, she said. And then there's Alexandria Commonwealth attorney Randolph Sengel, who fired off an indignant letter to the editor in response to the article, calling Pope, the uh, journalist, well-reported piece a rant that was thinly disguised as a news story. He wrote that law enforcement investigations and prosecutions are not carried out for the primary purpose of providing fodder for this paper. Mocking the media's role as watchdog for government officials, he added, The sacred right of the public to know is still barely governed by standards of reasonableness and civility. As if those two adjectives were incompatible with a journalist inquiring about the details of a government agent's fatal shooting of an unarmed man. Stengel's concluding paragraph is worth excerpting at length to give a better feel for a certain type of official contempt for disclosure. 
He wrote, The most offensive theme of this article is the notion that law enforcement agencies decline to release these reports to protect their own or to conceal corrupt behavior. Believe it or not, the reporter and his colleagues are not the last true guardians of truth and justice, the attainment of which does not hang on unfettered exercise of journalistic zeal. Last time I checked, there were multiple safeguards in place to assure the integrity of the criminal justice system. Conscientious and dedicated judges, prosecutors, public defenders, and law enforcement officers work in a system which is as transparent as it needs to be. And monopolistic, so we don't have to worry about competition getting involved. Constrained by reasonable and appropriate limitations, which are there for the greater good, not for purposes of playing hide the ball. Hide the ball. Hide the dead guy. If the attorney says so, then it must be true, right? I mean, hey, these are dedicated judges, prosecutors, and public defenders. They're working in a system that's as transparent as it needs to be. Why are you, members of the public, why are you getting so uppity? Why are you so curious about this? I mean, we're here taking care of things. We're protecting you. We're putting our lives on the line every day, trying to keep you safe, and you just want to ask questions. Right. We shot the flower picker to keep you safe. I want to get into his paragraph here in a little more detail in a moment. Uh, just kind of to uh, to d- dig into the attitude of these people. Uh, hour number two is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. Can you hear that? Can you hear it? It's very annoying. I hear it. Can you hear that sound? That ringing. That hissing. I can't get to sleep with it. I can't concentrate. I hear it constantly. You can't hide from it. Everywhere I go, it doesn't go away. It drives me nuts. It's tinnitus. A constant ringing in your ear caused by loud machines. Loud music. Ah, finally. Quietus. I love Quietus. Quietus will stop the ringing fast. Quietus is all-natural, chewable quiet relief. Quiet relief so I can work. I now get a full night's rest. Quietus has helped thousands of people with tinnitus. Quietus is real, my friend. Quietus has changed my life. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Quietus at 1-800-758-1817. That's 1-800-758-1817. Stop the ringing now. one 800 758 1817 that's 1-800-758-1817 this is free talk live we are launching into the second hour of the program you can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll free bring up anything 800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll free line 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, and those features include our news updates. So you want to get in the loop with what's going on with Free Talk Live? Go on over to news.freetalklive.com. You'll find we've got email updates. You can also follow our Twitter profile as well as become a fan of us on Facebook. And those are three different ways for you to get the latest information about Free Talk Live. We just, by the way, listen uh, t- today in those announcement venues, announced our brand newest affiliate, WBCR. They're back, actually. They're they're new and old. We had them at the very, very, very beginning of our syndicated days. They uh, dropped off for whatever reason, and now they have returned uh, to join us for weeknights. So welcome back to Maryville, Tennessee. Uh, here on uh, or on uh, Truth, Truth Radio, as they call it, 1470 on the AM dial. It's WBCR. nice to have them back. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome back. So uh, so that news went out and uh, all kinds of other stuff go, goes there, too. So go to news.freetalklive.com. Last hour, uh, just to recap here, for those of you just tuning in, there's a an amazing story 
over at Reason.com, Radley Balco, who, Mark, you actually had on the show recently during the Liberty Forum. It's a great guy. Great interview. Wish I could have been there for it. I had uh, I was away, unfortunately. But he's he's one of the guys on the Internet that really does a great job of following the just a lengthy trail of police malfeasance and misbehavior and cover-ups and just shenanigans and, and shifty stuff. I mean, he does an amazing job of it over at the Agitator blog at Reason.com. Uh, in this story, he is – actually, I think it's the Agitator.org is his website. But in this story, he's talking about northern Virginia, Alexandria, and uh, one of the other ones. There's a few other counties up there. A couple counties in, uh, in northern Virginia that are basically making it so it's impossible to get information about their police departments. You can't get anything from these people. You can't get a police report. You can't get whatever it is you're asking for. The answer is no. You, you can't get it. Uh, it's crazy the amount of control these people have. And the, their excuses are just amazing. When all around the country, police departments are, are far more open than these departments are. Their excuses just don't hold water. But there's nothing that can be done. The county bureaucrats who are in charge of the police, the, the elected official types, uh, they refuse to do anything about it, either because they're buddy-buddy with the police or because they're afraid of the police. But either way, they're not going to uh, make a move against the cops to force them to change their policy and open their records. And and uh, so it, he just goes through this lengthy uh, article just uh, detailing all of this insanity. And, of course, as we point out, well, there's nothing you can do about it. There's What do you do about this? What do you work within the system to change the system? Well, the people within the system right now aren't willing to do anything. What makes you think that you could win an election in a place like this where the police are not even releasing names or information of officers accused of, of hurting people? They're not releasing anything. You, you've got this co- cover of silence over the police department where you have no idea who the bad cops are because, well, unless the rumors are spreading uh, on the streets, and I imagine to some extent they are, but... You can't check anybody's records. You can't check and see if any pl- uh, complaints have been uh, filed against any of the officers. You can't look at their history. You can't get any information. You don't know who to look out for, who to be concerned about. So you might as well just be concerned about all of them. Can you imagine trying to run for political office with uh, police chiefs like this in charge? Can you imagine what kind of shenanigans they'll be doing? I mean, our uh, our co-host Sam just had two cops show up at his house at 3 in the morning a night on a night where he was in jail. They thought he was gone. He was gone, but they didn't know that uh, Meg was there in the house. She flips the lights on. They're up by the front door doing who knows what. They run away after the lights come on in the house. Now, when I hear about a situation like that, I think robbery. I think the cops were going to come in and they were going to take something. It certainly wasn't anything good because or, they weren't Or leave there. something there. They could do that, too. They certainly were not there on any kind of official business because according to the police log and the police scanner, they weren't there. So what were they doing there? It's 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 a scary situation. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's so bizarre that I, I, I it makes you question everything. Well, that's going on here in Keene where well, the that's cops the one are, good part about it is that it, it, it ought to make people question things. It should. But that but there's just as comparison, that kind of thing is going on here in Keene where the cops are generally better than these cops in uh, in a lot of the rest of the country, but certainly they're better and more open in general than are the uh, the cops in Virginia. You can't get any information out of them there. So imagine what kind of uh, naughty things they would be willing to do to make sure that you didn't win your political campaign. So the answer, it, I don't think, is really to work within the system to stop these people. How can you stop people like this? From I, I don't think, you know, when I hear people talk about, you know, you're supposed to, you know, work through the political system. I, I, I don't think they, 
And if they've actually done it themselves, they know that that's just a hamster wheel. You know, that it's like the, 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 the actual, you know, especially if you're talking about you have some like local cops that are corrupt and mm-hmm. trying to get through, go through some political process to try and, you know, they're not, it's not even a direct effect, obviously. You try to, you know, if the current people in there aren't doing anything about it and they're not, and then try nope. to get the right people in there to, that will do something about it. I mean, they, people know that that is just, they just throw that out there so that they can make it's it seem off. like you have some kind of power and then it's it's obviously a joke right it's just a way to uh, to pass the buck off into a nowhere land basically oh well you don't like it well just work within the system and you're right i think a lot of them know that the system is built to insulate the system to protect the system theoretically up here in new hampshire it's possible to change it would take a lot of effort it will take a lot of money i think that i still have the I still have the belief that there is a possibility of changing things. But on the other hand, what we've found here is that when you work within this, first of all, if you're not working within the system, they'll tell you to work within the system. But if you actually work within the system, then they tell you, we don't want you here. Go away. So yeah, that's that's some of those comments that, right. that people were saying about about free staters was that, you know, the, the, the ones they were really concerned, you know, they were really upset with were ones who are actually trying to run for office and things like that. Like, right, how dare kept, you, you? Because know? they kept saying things like and you're talking about a comment thread that's over at a local newspaper where some uh, Harridan wrote an, uh wrote a letter to the editor about how she doesn't like free staters, etc., these liberty activists that have moved here to uh, to get active. And some of the comments, the context of the comments was basically that, well, you say you want to uh, want to be left alone. Why don't you leave us alone and stop forcing your uh, stop forcing your way on us? And I, I yeah, wrote, that, that, that's that's what really got me. The idea that free staters are forcing their way on other people. It's like if you tell someone like stop, you know, someone's been hitting you and you say stop hitting me. And they're like, quit trying to control along. me. I'll do what I want. You know, it's like, look, look, I. <laughs> I, you know, all I'm trying to do is get you to like not, you know, it's it's a total like 180 degree twist in logic. Yeah, it's it, weird. It, so, so they they keep saying that we're forcing them. To, so I wrote back and no one's responded to this yet. I said, well, can you give me one example of where I forced anyone to do anything? I mean, a lot of the uh, the activists in this area at least aren't even voters. They're they're not even using the system. So is it forced to be visible? Are we to express an you? opinion. Right. Are, are we forcing you to think about things that you'd rather not think about? Is that is that where the force is? Where's the force here? I mean, even in the political system, even if the political uh, free staters are successful and uh, and manage to uh, to change the system and reduce the size of government, no one's forcing you to stop paying money to an armed gang. I mean, gosh, if you want to f- spend a bunch of your money on uh, on paying some criminal gang to intimidate you, then by all means, if that makes you feel good, uh, then send some more money. I don't think the government... Even a small government, I don't think well, a small see, government would turn away a check. See, Ian, they're worried that we're going to force them to stop stealing from us. Yeah, that's what that's they're, what worried, they're about. worried about. Like yeah. we we've been stealing from people for years and years, and we've been using the system to control other people for years and years. Why are you trying to force us to stop doing yeah. that? It's crazy. It's just crazy listening to these people and their their bizarre logic and rationale. So. Anyway, 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But I wanted to get back into uh, this the story here from Reason.com. There's an excerpt. Um, the county attorney, basically, in the, the title in, in Northern Virginia, Alexandria Commonwealth Attorneys. This is essentially, uh, essentially the county attorney. This is the head cop, basically, or the head prosecutor uh, for the entire county. He writes a letter to the editor in response to this guy's article 
And there's an excerpt here that I, I want to show. We shared it last hour, but I want to share it again. I want to dig a little deeper into what exactly this bureaucrat is saying. Remember, these are the police departments that will not release any information. Nothing whatsoever. And they claim that it's for your own good. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get to what he has to say here in a few moments at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, I ask you, what can you do about this? If you live in Alexandria, in Arlington County, or in Fairfax County, Virginia, where these blackouts are going on, what do you do about that? It's Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and join Dale on his website, anarchyinyourhead.com. Cartoons, a whole bunch of them. In fact, a couple hundred at least uh, available for you there, plus some essays and video blogs even from our very own Dale over at Anarchy. Inyourhead.com. You just posted a video within the last week or so, did you? Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. What was that one about? Uh, it was about my experience in court. Oh, that's right. And I was there for that. You were actually one of the few people recently, I think with it, you may be the only activist so far this year to uh, have appeared in front of uh, Burke, who is one of the uh, the more noteworthy. Uh, we've talked about him on the air before. He's a bit of a hothead, uh, hot-headed judge here in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. But they've changed up and they've given all the rest of the activists, for whatever reason, the more uh, easygoing judge, uh, Judge Lane. But uh, but you actually had Burke. And, I, and, yeah, I have to. I wonder about that. I wonder if it's, you know, if there's concern that respect for George Burke will dwindle because of the fact that we don't show openly show the respect that he's used to getting, and nobody and I think that's why he's a hothead is because he's not being immediately obeyed and feared and respected, and nobody you know. stands in court for him. Uh, but they don't do this; they don't stand for uh, for the other uh, robed man either. So anyway, just people can get your uh, your thoughts on that by going to anarchyinyourhead.com and uh, exploring around the site there. 800-259-9231. We continue. Reason.com. Radley Balco reporting on Northern Virginia's counties, Arlington, Alexandria, Fairfax. These are places where it's next to impossible to get information about the police. Do you want to get a police report? Sorry. You want to find out who that cop was that uh, harassed your friend? Sorry. Anything you want? No. You can't have it. Oh, you can go ahead and file all the Freedom of Information Act requests you want. Denied. That's what we're talking about here. And one of the local newspaper uh, writers wrote up a a great article about it, according to Balco, and it elicited a response from the Commonwealth Attorney of Alexandria Alexandria County, uh, Randolph Sengel, who wrote a letter to the editor. And this is an excerpt from it. He says, the most offensive theme of this article is the notion that law enforcement agencies decline to release these reports to protect their own or to conceal corrupt behavior. (laughs) 
Well, obviously. We've never seen that happen, have we? <laughs> My God, you couldn't have possibly have corrupt behavior. Well, how how, how can we know? Like, well, if he, th- release it then and be vindicated if you don't feel that's the case, right? Right. Release if you guys, the information and then, oh, okay, we were wrong. They weren't hiding corrupt. Yeah, if you're squeaky clean, then what's behavior. the big deal? What have, what have you got to hide? Indeed. So, but no, they're not interested in doing that. He goes on, he says, believe it or not. The reporter and his colleagues are not the last true guardians of truth and justice. And this jerk is? The attainment of which, yes, he's the county attorney. He believes that he is the all high and mighty beyond the, uh, the I guess he's beneath the yeah. uh, attorney genital for the state. But he's no, the never highest. mind the, 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 the entire premise behind the First Amendment. Uh, he's the highest, or the, or the evidence, uh, you know, that that's been compiled throughout the years that, uh, you know, police and uh, states' attorneys tend to work together, and um, you know that, that, that you know they uh, get they get all kinds of people mistakenly convicted, and um, you know there's there's no uh, there's no punishment for them for doing so. Basically, this guy has no interest in what they call the fourth branch, right? I mean the. Uh, I think that's kind of what the the media has been called, right? In I've heard it called that. Commonplace. I guess the the jury is probably more the fourth branch, but te- technically that's part of the justice system. So he doesn't he just doesn't like the idea that anyone besides the government would be able to determine whether or not the government has been misbehaving. That's essentially the thrust of his position here. And not just the government. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it's like how do you even know that there's a problem to investigate to get to maybe get another branch of government involved? You just have to trust like, them. You know what? You know why can't I? You know if there's a, a concern that there might be something going on, and there's supposedly these checks and balances, which always cracks me up because they'll never be as good as a free market. So absolutely, the whole premise of, right. of having a monopoly government is based on the idea that we can do better checks and balances than the free market can. No, you can't. Uh, and so, but but even if there's these other, you know, if these other branches are supposed to get involved to deal with these things, then. You know, how can you even bring attention to them if you can't go and get the information to take a, you know, and show it to another branch? You just have to trust him. Just have to trust him. That's all. That's his answer. Oh no, Dale, don't you? You you shouldn't even worry about that, citizen. We'll take care of things. Don't you worry. We're looking out for you. It really is the epitome of the whole idea of statism in the first place. That because they they've got these badges and robes and hats and and titles and these things are magical. They transform them into good people. You know, we need government. We need these government people to keep an eye on us, on us, you know, all the bad people out there. You know, all these people are so inherently bad. But the moment you stick a badge on them or a robe on them or something, it's like transforms them into, into, you know, nice, good people who never do anything wrong anymore. No no police department would uh, would ever hire a bad cop. We've never heard of anything like that, and certainly not in Northern Virginia. I mean, that's essentially their position: is that well, we've got this under control. You guys just go back to your television sets. He goes on to say that, uh, believe it or not, the reporter and his colleagues are not the last true guardians of truth and justice. The attainment of which does not hang on unfettered exercise of journalistic zeal. Last time I checked, there were multiple safeguards in place to assure the integrity of the criminal justice system. Conscientious and dedicated judges. Prosecutors can't, can't believe he can keep a straight right. face. Conscientious, saying, dedicated judges that ha- have no responsibility for what it is they do. Prosecutors, prosecutors who have no responsibility for what is is they do. Public defenders. Public defenders that have no responsibility for what it is they do. And law enforcement officers who have even less responsibility for what it is they do. In a system which is as transparent as it needs to be. This is this is all the transparency we need. 
Which is zero. I mean, next to, it's next to zero yeah, is what he's talking about here. <laughs> it's as Con- transparent as it needs to be. And there's no way to change it. Constrained by reasonable and appropriate limitations, which are there for the greater good. According to whom? Who decides if they're this there guy. for the greater, greater good and what the greater good is in the first place? These, the system that he's talking about is in place for the greater good of the system. It's in place for the greater good of the people within that system. It's in place for the greater good of the judges, of the prosecutors, of the public defenders, and of the law enforcement agents. That's who the system is in place for. That's who it's there to protect and serve. That's the good that they're serving, not you and I. Well, no, and no way. I think and greater than that, the, the system's in place. Um, you know, uh, After those people, because it certainly is there to, to feed off those people that really don't provide very much as far as um you know the 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 greater workings of society but um or at least not what they're comp not in the way they're compensated Uh, i don't know what they what they provide but they're not but they're uh, compensated um in a system that does not uh you know uh have foster responsibility on their side but also it uh you know rich people have far more access to the court systems and get far more justice that from the court systems and poor people do the poor people are just run through it that that's what the system's there for it's to extract money it's it's a taxation method for poor people the remarkably wrong-headed sentiment says balco to come from an elected prosecutor there are ample stories in recent headlines of police reports that haven't lined up with video evidence or where police reports have been shown to not merely be inaccurate but actually falsified there are plenty of examples where journalists or advocacy groups have shed light on bogus arrests police cover-ups on-duty cops lacking training and certification and wrongful uh, wrongful convictions after accessing public records the bureaucrat seems miffed at the very idea that a lowly journalist might be looking over his shoulder or over those of the gun-carrying police officers who bring him the people that he prosecutes. His attitude appears to just be, just trust us. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Oh, and pay up. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Candy. For inspiring ideas for your next celebration, be sure to visit us at celebrationcorner.com. You don't have to wait for a holiday to plan a festive meal. Celebrate anytime with a fun menu or creative theme. Invite friends for a roll-your-own sushi dinner. Or surprise your family with a birthday cake when it's nobody's birthday. Fun is the name of the game, so make up a special reason of your own. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, those features include various different ways to listen into the program. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. You can get access to live streams, our broadband, and dial-up versions of the show, webcam, and listen lines, which allow you to listen in from any phone that can dial long distance for free. Listen.freetalklive.com. Head on over there and enjoy. Let's continue here with your phone calls about what you want. Frank is in New York. Coming up, we'll talk secession. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live, the Dale and Mark. Ah, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, I, I've been very disturbed by the Obama administration now allowing the CIA to target and assassinate Americans suspected of being terrorists or terrorist sympathizers. And I just want to say that uh, it's bad enough that we don't have our habeas corpus, that that was destroyed with Patriot Act 1 and 2 and the Homeland Security Act. But 
This uh, most recent finding that Obama now is authorizing the CIA to target and kill U.S. citizens suspected of having ties to al-Qaeda and other quote-unquote terrorist organizations really is quite terrible. And it, yeah. I, I have a fear that, you know, it's a method that will stifle dissent, and it's illegal, it's unconstitutional. Well, it's not illegal and, when they do it. But they the can, point is that it, is, it is illegal under depriving people of their civil rights well, it's also American illegal citizens for the, the of cops the right in Northern, to due process. Right, but it's also illegal for the cops in Northern Virginia to uh, not give any transparency uh, on their documents. But, they, you know, they'll just do whatever they want. Same thing with the Obama, with uh, the federal government. Under well, all I Bush can or Obama, they're this, all the same. All I can say is this, it's a low point for this country. And to think that a professor oh, yeah. at the University of Chicago of constitutional law and the supposedly the magna cum laude of the Harvard Law School and editor of the Law Review, to do this just shows how either A, incompetent Harvard Law School is, or B, how really uh, perverted and cruel Obama is. And well, all I can right, say it's is that it's point, a violation it... of everything that America stands mm. for, especially considering that al-Qaeda is really CIA and Mossad. Well, it always new, has been from the beginning. It is to this day. And uh, it's just... Uh, but people could have said those abomination for Obama. Yeah. I agree with you, Frank. You're, you're right. It's awful. Uh, but what's new? I mean, during the Bush administration, there were all kinds of low points. You mentioned this is a low point, and I can guarantee you that the points are just going to keep getting. <laughs> but lower. the point is get this: we have to bring, we have to adjudicate these criminal acts, and we have what, to bring what? The people to trial for violating Who? the Constitution. Who and I was, How? I was for impeaching Bush and bringing him to trial. And if we can't do it with our pansy-wristed uh, Congress, that's in the hands of corporate interests and corrupt and perverted through the uh, wazoo, let's let them go to the Hague and stand trial uh, in the court of international law. Well, how is the Hague going to get them to go anywhere? How how do you expect that to ever become didn't, possible? Uh, didn't Brattleboro, Vermont, send uh, put a uh, warrant out for George Bush's arrest or yes, something like that? Yeah, Vermont, I mean, yeah. clearly, <laughs> I mean that's that's about the best the I think we're going to get. The point is this: unless we check these dictators and criminals who violate the American laws, the Constitution, and pervert the government, it's going to continue, and we have to bring them to that trial. And that's all I can say. They have to be adjudicated and tried for treason. If this is indeed treason, which any simpleton that can read the Constitution and read the U.S. laws that state that the government cannot indiscriminately kill or when, deprive when, individuals of their civil rights on mere suspicion how long, uh, of a crime or activity is how, is egregious, Frank, and we have to we have to really yeah, we now. It. We got it. So how long okay. is it going to have to not happen before you lose faith in the system? I've lost faith in the system many, 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 many years ago. I knew the system was rigged back in 1975. But you believe you can somehow bring them up on trial? or you? No, just, I believe that be we done. have to make a moral example of these people, and we have to bring them up to trial, and we have to prosecute them for their malfeasance, and then a message is sent to the others. But as you don't believe it's possible. Point of information, Frank. So you're saying you believe that should happen, but on the other hand, you understand that it's not likely or possible. Absolutely, because the system okay. is so corrupt. And perverted, and right. I don't mean sexually because you can't perverted. Go up, I mean perverted in the sense of right. You can't of, of go moral. Up, Frank, uh, you, you can't go up higher in the system and get less corrupt. And I think you know that, which is why the Hague is not going to. You know, their hands are tied. They're not going to do anything because they're. But the they're point even, is, the U.S. is still privileged. Is still party to the Hague treaties, not the Court of International Criminal Justice, but the Court of International Law in the Hague. We demanded after World War II that virtually every 
civilized nation can apply and be part of that. And the U.S. Is still, can still be brought to trial there, contrary to what our Justice Department says. You know, and that's a fact. And I think it's time to extradite Obama in his cabinet and Bush in his cabinet with Colin Powell, mm. Rumsfeld, Congolese Rice, uh, John yeah, yeah, Ashcroft. You can keep naming names. They're all the same uh, to me. Frank, you know, thank you for the call. Bring- Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Yeah, he admits that it's not likely. At the same time, it's- he keeps fantasizing about <laughs> it. What's more likely is that... It- First of all, going up the up the line to try to get the UN or the Hague or whatever to do something about the government bureaucrats here in the United States is is impossible. It's ludicrous. Uh, and of course, to believe that that uh, anything's going to happen from the federal government level here, like the the men and women in robes are somehow going to do something about the uh, the people in the executive branch, also ludicrous. So really, the only thing that you can do is personally choose to not support them. If yeah. we have enough people individually deciding that they do not support this federal government anymore, that's the way you have an effect it, on them. It's, it's funny to me. I hear all this anger that they're not accountable. Like There's this anger. Like we, wanna, we need to make them accountable. We need to hold them accountable. And the whole premise of, of a monopoly government is to make it unaccountable. I mean, that's the the whole. You know, there's the, the, when you invest this power into it and say we're gonna we're gonna establish it as a monopoly. We're gonna allow them to use violence to maintain that monopoly. You are specifically saying I want to do away with all the things that would make them accountable. And there's it, the whole thing is a fantasy to begin with. And at some point, you would think something like this. When you know when it finally it's sinking into Frank. You would think it would sink into Frank that that this that the the, the premise is flawed. The premise of creating a monopoly. To, and, and, and making it unaccountable, and then being upset because it's unaccountable, which is exactly what he's doing, you think at some point he would realize where the logic falls through and stop being a statist. You know, but he's still mm-hmm. a statist. I mean, if I understand Frank, I've heard a lot of calls of yeah. his, both when I'm, on the, when I'm on the air and not, and uh, you know, he's still a statist, and he's complaining because government's not accountable. Of course it's not accountable. That's the premise of government. Right, That's and- the premise of a of creating a monopoly on violence and giving them the power to hold that monopoly. It, the whole premise of it is to get, is to remove accountability from them. I'm not sure that uh, you know withdrawing your support from them is necessarily going to do much of anything either. And I'd like to uh, bring you draw your if attention. If enough people did, uh, well, certainly if enough people did, it's far if enough more people likely wanted th- them to be brought up on charge uh, to a trial than they would be. It's just as likely in that case. Really, Mark? I'd like if to, enough whoa, people whoa, 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 wait a minute. Oh, I'd like to make no, you're not going to make a point because if enough people wanted to da 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 da, well, enough people told them they didn't want the bailouts, and look what they did. They don't care what people want. They don't. It's, it depends on how badly they want it, and you have to want it there pretty calls, badly to just, stop. There were calls that were overwhelming their phone banks. They had 90 plus percent of the people saying, "Don't do these bailouts." No, 90, they did it anyway. The ones that called, they probably said yeah. to themselves, "That's not enough." Um, I would like to point out that there are about three, 300, um, more than 300 million people in the United States. There are about 109 million. Million filers, and there was a story just out recently, um, in the last couple of days, that um, of the hundred, so of those one third of Americans that actually file taxes, mm-hmm. only one half of them, so that's one sixth of Americans, actually pay anything in in taxes. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are actually getting money out um, yeah, in like the you. form of the earned income tax credit. Absolutely, it's true, um, and and so you actually only have one sixth of the population supporting them. So five-sixths aren't. Five-sixths of Americans are not supporting their government financially through income tax. 
I don't, what wasn't talking about just want? financially. No, no, I wasn't just talking about finances. I was talking about uh, mentally. Uh, from their, from the inside understanding, coming to the conclusions that Dale was talking about, that it's a corrupt system. That's and that why I say we have to change culture. We have to affect enough people before there could be a political impact. Right. Withholding money is just something that can maybe benefit you personally because withholding money isn't going to stop them either. Even if one sixth of those, you know, even if those people stopped paying money into the system, they just print out their money. So you, know, they have to lose their legitimacy before anything can change. Free talk life. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. You want to help support the show, you can do that. Become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring new Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And you get perks, too, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum, Amply Podcast, all the details, amp.freetalklive.com. Every contest has rules, and every winner knows the rules and how to use them to their advantage. Jurisdictionary.com explains to you how to use the rules of the court system. It uh, teaches you how to get evidence, how to move the court, how to set hearings, how to do research, and how to draft pleadings. It's all there and in a form that the average eighth grader can grasp in less than 24 hours. It's... uh, you know, it, it's amazing how few pages of uh, of rules there are to the courts and how much effect you can have by using Jurisdictionary.com. And as far as I'm concerned, the courts are the weak link in the government system. If by uh, taking everything that the government, uh, uh, you know, throws at you to court, you can really slow them down. Oh, Jur- yeah. Jurisdictionary.com. Um, it's, a, it's got a five-hour video seminar and uh, audio classrooms and a, a bunch of... T- uh, reference tutorials. Go check it out at jurisdictionary.com. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, we were just watching a little clip during the break. Uh, our, somebody posted, I think on the Free Talk Live BBS, a clip of Obama actually admitting that the state has a monopoly on violence. Using he those used, words. Yeah, he actually used exactly those words. Which is what we've been saying on this show. The, we called it the violent monopoly before. And, and he, he said the, the state is a violent is 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 the monopoly on violence or something like that. Is that that's what, what sets a nation a. state apart. It's a monopoly yeah. on violence. Yeah, that's what he said. Right. And and the thing is, I've heard statists say that in those exact same words, too, as if that's a good thing. Mm. And, and that is the premise of statism. And these are the same and, people who in another breath will say that monopolies are bad. Yeah. Except and, for the monopoly on violence. Which is the worst possible kind of monopoly you Absolutely. can have. If you look at, uh, you know, I hate that, that, you know, you look at Windows, it has sort of, a, you know, or sorry, Microsoft, they have a monopoly, you know, on, you know, they have a pretty not powerful really. monopoly on, on operating systems. Yeah, you can't stuff. really call that. Because yeah. well, it's not a monopoly, com- but it is a, um, they have a, yeah. a large market Close. segment. 
Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's cases of monopolies all around, but none of them are as bad as a monopoly on violence. Well, the only the only true monopolies can, monopolies can only exist um, through the state. Yeah, they I have, agree. Th- there are people that, um, for whatever reason, in the marketplace have a great deal of of influence or large market segment or whatever. And usually, I'd say it's their ability to work the uh, the, the the violent monopoly of the state in the proper methods. Right, in they've order got them backing them up. The it, state is backing their monopoly in somehow or another. And there's no doubt that, do that. that Microsoft is maintaining. Their, they, you know, their their market share, which is substantial, Through with copyright. the help of copyright laws, which are really ridiculous. Um, even the, if if you, even if you agree with the the basic premise of copyright laws, and I don't, then but if you do, they're still outrageous. You know. Thanks to Disney's lawsuits and things, and or not lawsuits, but like lobbying and things like that. I think Microsoft owns the intellectual property of their um, of, of Windows and whatever uh, software it is that they create. However, I don't think that I have any obligation to enforce that uh, that that ownership of theirs, and that's what the criminal mm-hmm. charges that uh, for people that you know doing copyright and piracy and all that other stuff. That's what those things um, that I'm forced to in, uh, to pay for Microsoft's enforcement of their intellectual property. As far as I'm concerned, Microsoft needs to create a system that makes it so uh, very onerously difficult to copyright, uh, copy their their stuff that um, you know people aren't going to uh, do so, and that's their problem. It's not my job to lock your car when you leave it. It's not my job to enforce Microsoft's intellectual property. Well, yeah. um, uh, Microsoft isn't too interested in doing that, I, I think, because to some extent they do, there is a level of it. They'll release a patch that will kill off uh, some of the pirated copies of Windows, uh, but there are ways around those sorts of things, and, and clearly Microsoft isn't really that interested in going too hard and heavy against the uh, the file sharers out there, because if you think about it, and Microsoft will never admit this, uh, but if you think about it, piracy benefits Microsoft, uh, if you want to use that term. File sharing, I think, is a better term. File sharing benefits Microsoft, because for all of the illegal copies of Windows that are in operation out there, are copies of Windows that are in operation out there. It, it increases their market share, even though the owners of the, the, those computers didn't necessarily pay Microsoft for that software. It allows Microsoft to essentially say, well, you know, we have this percentage of people that is using Windows, so when they go and they, they sell software development kits to companies and they, you know, they... Yeah, they they sell, uh, they they license software to operate on their system. The fact that people are out there using Windows, period, whether or not they paid for the Windows or not, helps Microsoft in their competition against Apple. If and, it was uh, Linux. seriously a, a possible to like to to prevent file sharing, like right across the board, if it was really really effective, and it's and it really is nowhere near being effective. Uh, if it was possible to prevent that, then you really would see like a huge market share increase in like Linux. Huge. I think. Yeah, yeah it, like it would be. If, if you had to absolutely pay for Windows, I think there's a fair well, chunk of people that just wouldn't pay. Microsoft for it. knows that, and that's the reason that when they have their little, um, when they, you know, when somebody has a bad copy of Microsoft, it, it'll pop up and say, "You have a pirate. You may have a pirated or compromised version of Microsoft." It has this. And little, it keeps working. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. it keeps on working. They know <laughs> if if they can make that little window uh, pop up, then they could lock down your whole computer system sure and say. Say, you may call this telephone number and give us your credit card for 150 bucks. Now, we'll unlock your system. They could do that if they, that's what they wanted I've to do. I've heard they've done that with Windows 7. I've heard that they have uh, they've made it so you can only browse the internet for like an hour after that uh, comes up or something like that. I've heard. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Okay. Not from what I've heard. 
Uh, I, I I don't I We're can't answer I can't point, answer yeah. um, one way or the other. But if Microsoft felt uh, I I hope they do that. But they could. You're right. It they will could. really will drive people to uh, Linux, and then Linux actually will get viable because it, it right now it's just horribly ponderous and difficult for people it's, to understand. It's getting better all the time, and it's sure still it not quite there. Yes. I mean, yeah. it's you know I, at some I've, point we'll I've have been solar using power Linux. too. I have been using Linux. I've been like. Really trying hard to use Linux for a long time, and I, and 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 to for and fairly for the most part I have for certain things, and it's just that. But I've I've realized how much time I've lost. It's just <laughs> massive just to get to, to resolve issues and fix problems and things like that. And I'm like, I I cannot justify the and amount of time that is I, I am. Uh, and and. I just, you know, I think it's like if you're if you're someone who plays with things and and like and is just sort of a user, like if you're just looking at things and watching videos and and playing games online, if you're mainly like a user of content, like I'm actually a producer of stuff. If you're a producer of content and everything, I I think it's that's when you really see it because at that point you're like your time is how much time you spend in production, how much time I spend making a cartoon, for instance, and things like that. Uh, or, or, or something, or, you know, if I'm trying to make animations and things like that, that's something that you just, you can't, there's still nothing in Linux. The to tools like just aren't there yet, is what you're saying. And, yeah, and, and so, so I think especially for, for someone who's actually trying to be productive on the computer as opposed to just sort of a, 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 some, a consumer of entertainment and, and, and yep. of, uh, information, then it's, that's when you really see it, I think. Let's go to your phone calls about what you want. Ted is on the line in the woods on the amp line. Hello, Ted. Uh, hey, y'all, you heard about the, uh, the mine explosion, I'm sure. Yeah, in West Virginia, it's awful. Yeah, and uh, well, I'm, I've heard you talk about the uh, Westboro's Baptists before. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the church that uh, shows up at, at funerals of military people and holds signs about God hating fags or yeah, something. Yeah, find like out that? more at GodHateFags.com. Yeah. That's, that's God hates the one. They also have signs that say God hates miners now. Apparently, <laughs> God hates miners, uh, coal miners. Yes, yes. Uh, they uh, they had a protest planned for today. Uh, but uh, they apparently canceled it because it got leaked and everybody knew about it. Mm. That happens. They, they they have to have the edge because what happens is if anyone finds out about it, there'll be a huge counter protest, yep. which will blow them away. It'll dwarf them in numbers and make them look as ridiculous as they are. And I don't know if you have. I need this to be verified. This is at this moment. I'm, it's still hearsay. I've only seen it from one source that the Ku Klux Klan. Disavowed that wants nothing to do with the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> Have you heard this? No, I ain't heard about that. I wonder if they got a sign that says "God hates guys in sheets." Uh, uh, <laughs> well, and 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 someone suggested to me that that might be because they're anti- against the military. You know, the Westboro oh, Baptist yeah. Church is anti-military because the military is not cracking down hard enough against the fags. So, Ted, how do you so, feel about all this? Well, I just feel that. Uh, since it got leaked, and if they were actually to go out and do it, I don't know if uh, this might have been their uh, worst protest ever. Because uh, I, I don't see a lot of people taking stuff like that, especially so damn soon after it happened. Oh yeah, uh, it would have been rough on them. And, they could. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that they didn't come out and do it. Bunch of jerks. They could have been really been hurt in this. Yeah, they they people? They terrible, possibly... terrible time. Dude. Yeah. Wait, the church people could have been hurt? Yeah, they could have. Like, people might, might have risen up and oh, slaughtered yeah. them. Cry me a river. Hey, thanks, Ted, for the call. <laughs> Appreciate hearing from you. Hour number three is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. Walter Williams talking about secession, something that needs to be discussed. Free talk a lot. How long can you hold your breath? 
not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. into the third hour of the program, you are invited to take control of the airwaves. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That is 1-800-259-9231. And that number brought to you by our friends over at SACL CAI. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free website builder tools and templates, you use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and you sign up at HostGator.com today to receive your first month completely free. You don't use the code FTL, you don't get the first month free at HostGator.com. All right, 800-259-9231, secession, a topic that is a has become a personal favorite of mine over the last uh, decade or so, uh, certainly within the last five years more so, uh, because it's a, an idea whose time has come again, and it's an idea... That needs to happen as soon as possible, and it's an idea that needs to be done peacefully this time around. No more firing on the forts. Walter Williams has some thoughts over at JewishWorldReview.com. One political question... Is we, Walter Williams Jewish? I don't know. Perhaps he is. Look it. Uh, one political question we have to answer... What is it? How can you look Jewish? What is that? Is that a racist statement? It's an ethnicity as well as a religion. Like, you, okay. you can decide that Ju- Judaism is, is just a religion, and, you know, it could be true for you, but it's also an ethnicity at the same time. And Walter Williams is black. Okay, There's not I, a lot When I hear of black Jewish, Jews I think the, the religion. Uh, um, so I, I'm trying to remember his name. I know, I know of one. There, yeah, there's, there's oh. one out there. Oh, you okay. can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I said a lot. There's not <laughs> yeah. a lot of black Jews. All right, so Dale is with us here from uh, anarchyinyourhead.com, and uh, Walter Williams has this to say. One political question we have to answer is whether George Bush or Albert Gore shall be president and just which part. This must be old. This is old. (laughs) He was writing about this a decade ago. So uh, this is from back in the year 2000. And just which party will control the House of Representatives in the Senate. But I'd suggest that there's a far more important long run question that we must answer. If one group of people prefers government control and management of people's lives and another prefers liberty and a desire to be left alone, should they be required to fight, antagonize one another, and risk bloodshed and loss of life in order to impose their preferences? Or should they be able to peaceably part company and go their separate ways? You know, it, it, it's, it seems like the most obvious thing, but the people that have the power do not want to let the people over whom they have the power Go exactly, exactly, uh, and and also to some extent, uh, some of the people that don't like the status quo, 
really just want to wrest the power away for themselves. They don't really. A lot of the people you hear talking about liberty, like I heard this shrill, loudmouth talk show host uh, named uh, Mark Levin. Uh, He's the great one. Ah! Yeah, I. I uh, <laughs> This loud sick as angle penguins on you. Just another <laughs> angry, ranting sicko talking about liberty and tyranny and da 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 da. And this is the same guy who I've never uh, heard him Bush- misstep. And now I don't listen to his show a great deal. Um, you know, it's not like he his. I haven't heard him say the solution is the Republicans. It just sounds to me like what? that's what he believes. The oh, solution I heard is. it within the, the first ten minutes I was listening. Okay, dude. I haven't paid that much attention I don't, to it. No, I don't listen to this. Uh, I just happened to turn on the radio while I was taking a shower before the show. That, that sounds like the type that is. They love to talk about liberty. When the when they're not the ones in power. Yes. Liberty is like the big catchphrase. Like you know, you can talk about they can demonize the Democrats about all the liberties they're going to take away from people. Yep. And then the Republicans get in office and do the same thing in spades, just in slightly different areas. There's hardly right. any. There's really hardly any difference anymore in how they do it. Actually, they're st- they're both mostly doing the same things, but their rhetoric is different. Two you know, years ago. They're using ago, different justifications and everything. This same talk show host and his ilk, because they're all very similar. Uh, he would have been not he would have said a word about tyranny or liberty or needing to achieve liberty or anything like that. He during didn't really the Bush come on the air until um you know he didn't really hit until the Obama administration. That's not true. He's been around. He's been at all those talks uh, talk conventions we've been to in but, the but, last but only half in the last two years. We've seen him there every single year. Every single year we saw him. But uh, he was I there back in L. A. Remember when him. we were in L. A. a few years ago? I thought I saw him in New there. York. He's been at every one of them. I'm telling you. Uh, but yeah, obviously he's been become more popular recently. But nonetheless, I'm telling you, Mark, I heard within 10 minutes. I was in, in the bathroom okay, for 10 I, minutes. I believe you. Within 10 minutes, it was the same old shtick. He comes on, opens up his mic, and starts yelling, yelling about how things are t- are changing and tyranny and uh, and we need liberty and and then he starts talking about conservatism and we this and we that and we, and it was very clearly the red team blue team mentality. <laughs> And he was talking about if we want to win. So the suggestion there is, well, we being the Republicans, his Republican audience, the so-called conservatives who are now real concerned about liberty again. Um, So what I'm saying here to what Walter Williams uh, is suggesting is that a lot of these people that are saying they want liberty, that's not actually what they want. They want liberty from the Obama administration, but they don't want liberty. So they can impose their form of tyranny on people right. instead. Right. He was talking about the ty- the tyranny he was talking about was uh, the tyranny of toilets and the tyranny of uh, some other regulation. Like, the, you know how they regulate the amount of water that is uh, being yeah. flushed? Now, I agree that that's kind of a silly thing, but that was his issue. That was one of the things that he was – when he talked about tyranny, it was – Controlling toilets was uh, was tyranny for him. We should be free to flush as much water as we want to flush. Yeah, and and then at one point he was criticizing some Republican politician for using compassionate language, like he was just being a total jerk, uh, total douche. Anyway, that's what they are, and they just want to get in control so they can take over because that's the same kind of guy that does not want liberty for somebody. Uh, he wants you to be able to flush as much water as you want, but to inject some heroin into your veins or to smoke some uh, some cocaine or something like that. Whoa, whoa, well, that, <laughs> we can't be having that now, can we? Uh, so I, I just say caution to anybody that you hear uh, talking about freedom. Anyway, let's get back to Walter Williams. Says, let's um, uh, like a marriage that has gone bad. I believe there are enough re- irreconcilable differences between those who want to control and those who want to be left alone that divorce is the only peaceable alternative. 
Just as in a marriage where vows are broken, our human rights protections guaranteed by the Constitution have been grossly violated by a government instituted to protect them. Americans who are responsible for and support constitutional abrogation have no intention of mending their ways. He says, let's just look at some of the magnitude of the violations. Article, and this, remember, this is a decade old, this, uh, this article. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution enumerates the activities for which Congress is authorized to tax and spend. The father of the Constitution, James Madison, explained in the Federal Papers that the powers delegated by the proposed Constitution to the federal government are few and defined. Those which are to remain in the state governments are numerous and indefinite. The former will be exercised principally on external objects as war, peace, negotiation, and foreign commerce. The powers reserved to the several states will extend to all the objects in which the ordinary course of affairs concern the lives and liberties and properties of the people and the internal order, improvement, and prosperity of the state. Nowhere among the enumerated powers of Congress is there authority to tax and spend for Social Security, government education, farm subsidies, bank bailouts, food stamps, and other activities that represent roughly two-thirds of the federal budget. Neither is there authority for Congress's mandates to the states and people about how they must use their land, the speed at which they can drive, whether a library has wheelchair ramps or the gallons and the gallons of water used per toilet flush. There's that issue again. A list of the congressional violations of the letter and spirit of the Constitution is virtually without end. Of course, I would uh, insert here that Lysander Spooner would point out that either the Constitution has authorized all of the tyranny or has been powerless to present it or prevent it. Rather, either way, we are where we are. Americans who wish to live free have two options. We can resist, fight and risk bloodshed to force America's tyrants to respect our liberties and human rights. Or we can seek a peaceful resolution of our irreconcilable differences by separating. That can be done by peopling several states, he says, Texas and Louisiana, controlling their legislatures and then issuing a unilateral declaration of independence, just as the founders did in 1776. You say, Williams, nobody has to go that far. Just get involved in the political process and vote for the right person. Williams says, that's nonsense. Liberty shouldn't require a vote. It's a God-given or natural right. Some independence or secessionist movements such as the 1776 war with England and the 1861 war between the states have been violent, but they need not be. In 1905, Norway seceded from Sweden. Panama seceded from Colombia in 1903 and West Virginia from Virginia in 1863. Nonetheless, violent secession can lead to great friendships. England is probably our greatest ally. Let's see, I don't, this is kind of collectivist, a little too collectivist for my tastes. Uh, I'm not allied with England and I'm not friends with the English government. But nonetheless, he says, there is no reason why Texania, Texas, and Louisiana couldn't peaceably secede, be an ally, and have strong economic ties with the United States. The bottom line question for all of us is, should we part company or continue trying to forcibly impose our wills on one another? Seems like a no-brainer to me. Let's get the hell out while we still can. Do you need a new computer, but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. 
by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and our features on the site include our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners, though it is virtually unmoderated, so keep that in mind as you go there. bbs.freetalklive.com gets you to it. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. 90% of your child's brain develops in the first five years of life. Do you really want to wait until kindergarten to start teaching them to read? We got my son a great kit called Monkey See, Monkey Do, and he loves it. After the first day, he was saying words he'd never said before, and it's been a it's been a vocabulary explosion at my house uh, because of the Monkey See, Monkey Do videos. And you can uh, get them at babyreadingkit.com, and uh, I recommend it for your child. It's babyreadingkit.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We started out the hour here with an article that was actually written a decade ago by Walter Williams. And I generally agree with the sentiment of the, uh, the 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 piece, even though it may have been written a little collectivist collectivistically, because um, I don't think in those terms. I don't think that I am the government. In fact, I don't want anything to do with the government because the government is, as uh, as we pointed out earlier, a violent monopoly. It is the monopoly on violence, and I personally don't feel uh, comfortable associating with with violent people. So, uh, and certainly would not want to be a member or consider myself part of such a uh, violent organization. So when Walter Williams asked the question is, you know, is it time to go ahead and uh, and leave? Then, of course, the answer is yes. But as you guys, uh, I think, pointed out last in the last segment, the the people that are the parasites, that is the government people, the the people who make their living off of the backs of the real productive people in this country, the people out there producing products and services that are being made available in the marketplace, the people that are you know, providing charities, the people that are actually out there doing things for others on a voluntary basis, well, they don't want you to go away because it's sweet being a government bureaucrat. They are going to, to do anything within their power to stop uh, the idea of people seceding from the, the country. You know, I, uh, I was I w- I'd called in on the a local uh, talk show here in, in Keene, New Hampshire, and I was talking to them about the possibility of what it would be like if they, you know, just sort of freed the uh, fire department. You know, let let competition reign in the area of fire protection. This is an important service, and of course, people will be willing to pay for it. And you know, what what would it be like? And the um, the host of the show, the the the, the city, uh, you know. What what is she? She's a council person. Yep. She said, "Well, maybe we should ask the firemen if they want to do that." Now, why <laughs> in the world would you ask the slave masters? Because that's what they are. I mean, if if I am forced they're on the doll right I, at the moment, I'm you know, forced getting, to pay the paychecks of the firemen, whether I want their their particular fire services or not. Um, and I'm sure if my house was on fire, theirs was would since it's the only one and it's a monopoly um, in the sense that I have to pay for it, I likely would want their service, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I live in a place that has a volunteer fire department, and and uh, I think that the the motto of most volunteer fire departments up here in New England is we've never lost a cellar hole, meaning that the whole <laughs> house burns down before the 15 minutes or whatever they get there. So yeah. essentially, um, I am without fire service um, already, and. The idea that you would ask the slave masters if they wanted to free the slaves is absolutely ludicrous and will result in, well, essentially what happened when we asked the slave masters if they wanted to release the slaves here um, uh, you know, on the planet. It took centuries. 
at least a couple of centuries um, during the Enlightenment period for uh, slavery to be uh, abolished in the Western world, and it still goes on elsewhere. Yeah, it's it's that's why it drives me nuts when I hear people when I hear people talking about how inefficient government is. That you, it really takes a, a skewed perspective to look at government as being inefficient because if you look at what their uh, actual purpose is, and I believe I heard this initially from Stefan Molyneux, one of his introductory podcasts. Uh, if you look at if you look at the government as as being inefficient, that that implies that the, its purpose is to serve people and to provide services, when in fact hmm. it's not. Its pr- purpose is to loot, you know, and its purpose is to keep some people in control over other people and to be able to exploit them. I mean. And so if you look at it like that, it's, it's very efficient for that. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is the services are kind of a cover for that. Oh, yes. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's the rhetoric. But in the actuality, the actual nature of government is, is to maintain a position of power of some people over other people and be able to maintain that exploitation. I think that many of the people it's very efficient within, at doing that. I, I, well, it's, they no. probably could be more efficient at that. But I think <laughs> that some of the people within government do not agree. I think some of the people within government really do believe that you know they're doing something for mankind yeah. and that they're serving that's people. That's the reason and, they got into it. But it doesn't really matter if the if the um the gang member the mafia guy that goes into the business and say hey we're going to protect your place here as long as you pay the money for the protection otherwise something bad could happen to you if he really believes that he's providing the service of protection it doesn't make him any less of a gangster this is true well and the thing is too it's uh it's if you're going to enslave people if you're going to exploit people and maintain power over people it's you can certainly you can constantly crack the whip you can you know kill some of them in front of the others and everything you can constantly like maintain you know fear and threat and pain mm-hmm. and keep people in compliance that way you can enslave people that way but it's not nearly as inf- as efficient as getting them to come along voluntarily will, willfully to to just go along with everything because you have convinced them that it's in their best interest to do so and that's what they used to do with, with even with chattel slavery is they would convince them using religion and things like that that their that their role was as a slave and that that's how they were going to get to heaven. This and, is where you belong. And You're best is, here. This is what this is the way it's supposed to be. And even if, if it, it comes and down, and you wouldn't be, and if you were off on your own, you wouldn't be able to take care of yourself. You know, you need us. You need us to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And so yes, you're a slave, but you know that sounds exactly the same as the government pitch. Hey, you need us. You well, you wouldn't be able to have fire coverage without us. What about the police? What about schools? They just don't the use roads. the S word. They don't use the slave word. Right, but that's right. about they use all citizen different, now. You know, <laughs> citizen is the new and improved slave. Now instead of um, yeah, you're not a serf. You're a citizen. Right. right? Instead of uh, you know a few people owning completely owning uh, another few people and the the vast majority of people sort of eking a living out, then you have very few people at the top owning. About 30% of everybody. Um, you know, I, I looked it up and, and I had a, a guest on the show talking about uh, um, Tax Freedom Day. And it, and it looks as though the average American um, is that the average American pays one third of their income in taxes. If you start figuring in. You never things, made that correction on Saturday night. No, probably. I didn't. I didn't get and a chance to. I still to don't do believe that. it. I still don't believe it. I, I've looked at it very thoroughly in the average American. Now, certainly there are people out there. I, I talked to... Wait, uh, are you just talking about income taxes to the federal government nope, or I'm all I'm talking taxes? about all taxes, including corporate taxes, all combined in. I do. I, I did talk to I Jason Osborne to today, um, and he was uh, bemoaning the fact that he actually has to pay more in taxes than he made. It's the craziest wow. thing. So some people, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's in a hundred plus percent yeah. or something like that. Um, but it, it was, I think it's actually more. 
but you know, different people have different brackets. But the average person pays one third of their income in taxes, and and um, that means them one third a slave. And that's the new and improved slavery. It wouldn't that be great? Imagine for a second, everybody, you could own the one percent of the labor of everybody in a given geographic area. Isn't that a a, a diabolical plan? Well, that's what they've done. They and, own a bit of everybody. Right. Not only do you get owned, uh, or not only would you own all those people's uh, income, but you'd also own their minds because they yeah. would believe that if you stopped owning them, that they would have uh, chaos. Chaos. Yeah. And the, the roads would be destroyed, and you know there would be but no I have food. To con- I have a contention about your percent, uh, how much they own us. Yeah. We'll come back with that in a moment. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. From the last margins of the land of Big Brother comes a new pro-freedom website. The UK Libertarian rails against the country's ridiculous regulation, its crumbling National Health Service, its disintegrating government schools, and the political parasites leeching more of our freedom every single day. Visit us at www.theuklibertarian.com. Take control of the airwaves. You can dial in, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, the bulletin board system, and more. We give it all away. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can... Uh, you can uh, learn how to promote the show. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. There's a whole list of things that you can do there that'll help get Free Talk Live in more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. If you're looking at making a major purchase here in the relatively near future, you need to think about your credit report. If you've got foreclosures, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, collections, late payments on your credit file, it can cost you thousands of dollars more in that major purchase. And... If you go to cleaningcredit.com, they can help you take care of it. Uh, They will dispute uh, the derogatory credit uh, filings on your report there and uh, get them removed. They are a part of the Better Business Bureau for more than six years, and it is a law firm, and the rates are very affordable. You can give them a call at 877-733-CREDIT. That's 877-733-CREDIT or cleaningcredit.com. All right, 800-259-9231 allows you to take control of the airwaves. We've been discussing, uh, we started out talking about secession, and that kind of moved into a discussion about how much uh, you are owned by the state. And, Dale, you said you wanted to take issue with something that Mark had said about, Mark, you claimed that the national, what is it, the National Taxpayers uh, Group or something? Yeah, the, 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 the Tax Foundation. That uh, they claim that about a third of Americans' income yeah, tax is Tax Freedom taken... Day is, um, I think it's tomorrow, uh, April 9th. They claim that that's uh, a third of Americans' income on average from all levels of the government, including regulation costs? Um, they do not include regulation costs. They don't. Because okay. how, how, would you, how would you quantify that? Well, it's very difficult to quantify, but it, it can be, I mean, to some extent estimated as far as how much extra it uh, puts on the cost of products and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you're just talking about direct taxation. Right. And, and it's, it's 30%. And I'm just coming up. Well, actually, it's, 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 it's like 26%, 27%, 28%, something like that. But um, then you have to figure in how much they spent um, uh, that that's just going on the debt. And so I'm going to go with a third because it's kind of halfway between. Um, and it's, it's difficult to say. I mean, they spend a lot more. 
more money than than we're getting taxed on this particular. Then you last use two years. those numbers to say that they own you. You're that much a slave. And I think Dale, was that what you wanted to comment? Yeah, on? The, yeah. Well, I just had the comment that, uh, and I think Mark already understands this. We've talked about it before. But the the that the very premise that they can tax you in the first place, and they can, and and there's no there's no like specified limit or anything. It's not like there's a, something in the constant. There's not a bill of rights. There's not something in the bill of rights saying the government may never tax more than fifteen percent. You know, then you could maybe argue that they own us 15%, you know, but, but I think that the premise really is that, that they can, that they, they own it all, really. They own all, yeah. and they're letting us keep some of it. That's this, right. The fact that they have the power to tax us, the fact that it could change at any time, they can change the tax rate from one year to the next, means that they own us 100% in their Absolutely. eyes. In their eyes. I mean, I mean, I don't really think they own us, but that is the premise of government. Well, they, they and, do. And, I, uh, I think they, yeah. you're right. They do own you. Yeah. They do own you 100%. For all practical purposes, because, because they can don't... exploit us you know, eternally and kill us if we, do, if we disobey. Right. If you don't do what and... they, they want you to do, if you don't pay them what they demand that you pay them, uh, then they could very well put you in a cage, and then they'll they'll prove that they own you by, well, by yeah, doing Yeah, they'll put that. you in a cage, and if you resist that, they'll kill you. They'll, so they'll kill you. It, it comes down to death. They'll you know, kill the, you if you don't obey, and and they and so in that sense we are owned 100. percent The reason why they let you keep some of it is because they figured out down the line, and I think Stefan Molyneux talks he about talks this about that as well. In yeah. his uh, in he's got a great video out there about how every, everybody lives on a big farm, like America. The political designation known as the United we're, we're States cattle. <laughs> is, a, is a big farm. The 50 different farms within it, yeah, that we're all essentially just a resource for the uh, you know the elite masters, if you will. But uh, but it was pointed out that they learned the, the slave masters learned their lesson. It's a lot easier if you just allow the slaves a little more freedom. Then they can go and they can brush their own teeth They're and they more can take productive. care. Of, yeah, right, they, they take, take care, care of themselves. Care of, you don't have to take care of them. Right. You don't have to buy all the stuff that you need to take care of them. They don't come to you to necessarily solve. Although more and more now we're seeing the you know the government taking over healthcare, etc. But so the, the it's general, not like with actual cattle we have to go out and feed them. They feed them. Right. You know, we feed ourselves and everything, and then we just hand over a, a huge chunk of our productivity to them. It's a very very efficient process of slavery. But in chattel <laughs> slavery days, they did have to feed the slaves and right. they did have to house the slaves. And they did do, you know, so so we've moved away from that. And, co- you know, concomitantly, there is an increase in the amount of freedom that uh, the slaves have today. And, and of course, we're all slaves now uh, on the on the plantation. So the plantation has expanded. It's become more technological. We have, ki- we have kinder masters, but that's only because the masters determined that that is effective. It looks better for them. If they're not, <laughs> it looks better. It's, it's, a, it's easier. You're it's, forgetting that there's a demand. Efficient. There's a demand for freedom. Um, and that has been, you know, freedom has been growing throughout human society uh, throughout the years. Now, I'm not saying that um, the, the, the people are entirely ready for all freedom, but there, there's a demand for freedom and people wouldn't put up with, uh, a, you know, too arduous of a crackdown. You can't not take, all at once. Right. You couldn't you can't just decide that you're going to take people out into the, the, the town square and beat them for not ha- paying their taxes. That ain't going to fly. No, that's why they have well, men with robes who will say you are guilty, and then they'll put you, get you the in handcuffs. And- there is that, but I think it's also uh, it's also there's a realization that this is very effective. It's a very it's a very effective way to exploit people as opposed to the more overt, you know, put a gun to your head and make you making you obey. Right. You've brainwashed them into uh, with the government schools, with the 13 years you spend in government schools, you brainwash them into believing that these men and women are anything other than slave masters, that there are great beneficiary, uh, you know, uh, that there are great, wonderful leaders. And there's this elaborate structure of people on the dole that are all going to defend the whole idea of government, you know. 
all the government, you know, people who are on on the government dole in one way or another, they have better salaries than the free than the than people working out in the free market providing services with or the portion of the market that remains free. Yeah, the people that are working for the plant directly for the plantation owner and are receiving a paycheck from him are absolutely not going to want the plantation owner uh, to go away. So uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about with you, Mark, was this number, this 25% that you're saying is 33%. You're just kind of pulling a number out. You said that these tax, this tax organization claims it's, what, 26% or something like I think that? It's, uh, I think it's 28. It's uh, because the reason and is, is they, don't give the, they don't give a percentage. They give you a day. And uh, right. so Tax Freedom Day is uh, April the 9th. But uh, Debt Freedom Day or Deficit Freedom Day is like May the 28th. So it's significantly farther down the line. So they're claiming that the average American pays 20-ish percent or 30 percent uh, of their the money that they earn into governments. That doesn't include the cost of regulation. It does which not. It's tremendous. Do, it doesn't, I don't also imagine, include the cost of uh, corporate taxes as well. It actually well. does. It does include it that? It does that, yeah. find it hard to believe. Because Harry Brown, and I think their numbers, uh, I'll take Harry Brown's numbers over these people's numbers, because that's where I always heard it was f- around 50 or, or, or more percent. Harry Brown wrote back in 2003, this is the former Libertarian Party presidential candidate from 1996 and 2000. He uh, passed away a few years ago. But he wrote this, the, and it's still available. All of his articles are still available at harrybrown.org. Great website, Brown with an E. The Bureau of the Census of the United States Department of Commerce used to publish an annual review of the finances of federal, state, and local governments. Now, the last issue published was Government Finances 1991 to 1992. So, admittedly, we're looking at old numbers here, but the government hasn't gotten smaller since 1991. Uh, So, one of its tables showed the revenue and expenditures of all governments, local, federal, and state, calculated per $1,000 of personal income. And then he reprints the table. It reveals that all governments together taxed away $484.82 of every $1,000 of the nation's income. In other words, 48.5% of the national income back in 1991 and 1992. His assumption there is is that all revenue that the governor, government gets is from taxation. And you and I know that governments uh, you know, have investments and that they receive a great deal of money from you know, loans and things like that. Loans and then interest uh, on invested money. Right, but those those loans and that sort of thing doesn't generally go into the budget. That's stuff that usually appears on the CAFR, the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Harry goes on. Uh, he points out that's uh, 48.5% of the national income going to uh, that is taxed away by the governments. And this is from their own numbers. The footnote points out that all revenue or expenditures that might be duplicates because of money passing from one governmental unit to another have been excluded from the calculations. Historical data through 1970 for a, a for total government review are available. And indeed, he pulls up some of the numbers and goes back all the way to the, uh, the turn of the 20th century. And we'll see what some of those are in a moment. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. 
And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You get signed up at news.freetalklive.com, and we'll keep you in the loop via email or Twitter or Facebook. Your choice, news.freetalklive.com. Uh, for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, you know that uh, there was a uh, sponsor that did uh, a weight loss product that I uh, you know, did an endorsement for. And I haven't done any weight loss endorsements since then because – that product really worked for me, and I wanted them to come back, but they had financial difficulties. And, you know, I, I took the opportunity to create my own. Um, I called up somebody I knew who was an expert in the, the diet supplement business, and I had them formulate uh, what I consider to be even a better formula than, than what that previous sponsor had. And it's um, made out of Caroluma, and you can go check out my new weight loss product that I've put together at Lumathin Plus. You can see me in little workout clothes there. It, it's, uh, it's it's lots of fun. There's even a little recording. And um, this this product's great. You don't have to change your lifestyle in any way. I'm not so great at getting to the gym. Um, I haven't been for more than a decade, and, and I'm on the slow ride down Fat Hill. And uh, <laughs> something has to put the brakes on, and this product has worked for me. Uh, you know, for less than a dollar a day, you can cease growing and start shrinking. LumathinPlus.com. L-U-M-A-T-H-I-N Plus.com. We are talking about the amount of your wealth, the amount of your income that is taken, stolen from you every year by these uh, government bureaucrats who return very little, if any, value uh, to you because, well, it's a coercive process and they don't have to. If you don't like what they do, well, too bad, as we were talking earlier in the show tonight. Uh, there's There are police departments in Virginia that you know, they just don't care if you ask them questions or you want to see their documents or ask for reports, and they don't, they're just not going to show it to you. So it doesn't matter how dissatisfied with, you, uh, with their services you are, you can't do anything about it. And they know it. So they can just keep taking more and more and more year after year after year. And indeed, HarryBrown.org, uh, Harry Brown, the late Harry Brown, the late great Harry Brown, has run the numbers. He's taken a look at uh, the Bureau of Census, their numbers, also pulling up the historical statistics of the United States from colonial times to 1970, uh, also published by the Bureau of Census. Later years' data are available in various issues of the Statistical Abstract of the United States, published also by the Bureau of Census. And uh, so he's run through these numbers here, and he's looked at the uh, the amount of the expenditures of all governments, local, state, and federal, calculated per 1,000 of personal income. Now, as of 1991 and 1992, that number was $484.82 uh, of every thousand, so 48.5% of the national income taxed away by the various levels of government. And he actually puts together a graph for, that starts back in the early 1900s and goes through the end of the 1990s. Some of them he, I do love a good graph. Some of them he had to uh, extrapolate out the later ones because the they stopped publishing some of the data, so he actually ran the numbers himself to, to pull it out. But as you look, uh, 8% is what they took back in 1902. The government back then, before the income tax, because that came around later on, about a decade Remember, later, this is back when people crapped in holes in the ground. Uh, they took... I'm not sure why that was re- why because, that's relevant. Because there was less uh, less to give. I see. People were uh, you know just not uh, they didn't have as much money to give. If you take uh, you know so much more of the population was living hand to mouth. So eight percent back then. You can look when you look at the graph. There are only really a few times where it jumps up. And then goes back down. War. But over, yeah, the World War One, World War Two. It looks like maybe the Great Depression around there as well. Uh, but generally, over the years, it's been a constant trending uptick. uptick. 
Uh, and then in the late 1990s, it was at around 40, uh, you know, 48% or so. Well, you can actually go into Harry Brown's book where he's got a little bit more detail, Why Government Doesn't Work, which was his 1996 campaign book and really the first book that helped open my eyes to the, uh, the ideas of liberty. And he talks about how uh, 47% of your earnings are confiscated. He says that part of it's taken from you in federal income tax, more is taken in social security taxes, still more is taken in other federal taxes, excise taxes, gasoline taxes, tariffs, and so on, and still more is taken in state and local taxes on income, sales, and property. You pay more than you should for products and services because the companies who make, transport, and sell these things pay corporate income taxes and excise taxes, and as we know, those are passed on to the customer. You receive less than that you uh, less than you earn because your employer must pay his share of Social Security for you. I wonder if they're including that in their uh, in their calculation because when you look at your Social Security uh, amount on your paycheck, that's only half of the amount that's actually paid into Social Security. That other half is paid by the company that you work for prior to it even hitting your check. So it doesn't even show on the numbers on your check. That's that's paid, and you don't even know about it unless you happen to know that it exists, as we're telling you here. Or you work for yourself, and you have to pay it all. Uh, well, I work for myself, and I do any of that crap. Well, it, you you choose to pay it all. Right. I was uh, talking to a guy over the weekend who says that he pays has paid Social Security, and uh, you know he's worked for himself, and hmm. he's paid the whole thing uh, the whole time that he's been working. I mean, yeah. that right there, Social Security right there is uh, 15%. I mean, seven and a half is what you see on your paycheck. Ridiculous. I the can't imagine why the guy chose to, to pay it. Right. The other seven and a half are behind. Um, well, maybe he thought he'd get in trouble. People are scared. The other seven and a half is behind the scenes. Anyway, he says that uh, so also your employer pays other taxes that reduce the amount of money available to pay you. Because if they're hiring you for $35,000, they might be paying another $10,000 in taxes on top of that. So they budgeted $45,000 for you as an employee. But... 10,000 of it is going off to the government before the rest of it gets taken away as, as well. And possibly for things that they may have to get, like like unemployment insurance and things. Exactly. Mandated or, government you know. regulations, a cost of complying with regulations. And yeah. Harry actually addresses that here. He says all of these taxes together roughly total 47% of your income. How free are you when government takes 47% of your earnings? Now, as recently as 1950, their take was only 28%. In 1926, it was 14%. In 1916, 7%. And at the beginning of the republic, undoubtedly less than 3% was confiscated by the government. But now you pay taxes on the water and electricity use, uh, the things you buy in stores, luxury items, necessities, imported goods, gasoline, telephone calls, babysitting, airline tickets, snack foods, investment transactions, alcohol, cigarettes, property, gifts, le- uh, legacies, cable TV, amusements, employment, fuel, oil, motor oil, cars, and thousands of other things. In addition to the money the government takes from you, government regulates what you can buy and sell and whether you can even go into business. Companies must file endless forms and adhere to thousands of regulations, all of which make it harder for them to provide what you want in the form you want to receive it at a price you're willing to pay. The government even dictates the terms of your job and deprives you of income that you could be receiving. Your employer can spend only so much money to pay for what you do. When the government imposes expensive work rules, the money to obey them comes out of what the government, or excuse me, the employer is willing to pay you. For example, if the government says your employer must provide family leave, the cost reduces what he can pay you. So instead of receiving what you've earned, you get only what's left after your employer has paid all the costs that government has imposed on them. And don't forget that those um, that it's not just your family leave. You could decide, I'm not the kind of person who takes family leave. But the rest of the employees that the employer is forced to provide family leave for, they may not feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you, by your hard work, are just subsidizing, subsidizing. The, uh, the lazy employees at your business. And then Harry wraps it up 
By most estimates, complying with regulations costs companies and individuals at least 10% of everything we earn. We pay that 10% in the form of higher prices and lower incomes. Adding the cost of taxes and regulation together, government is soaking up 57% of your economic life. And this was written, this was from his book in 1996. It was, he estimates it was 57% based on his running of the numbers, based on the U.S. Uh, government's own statistics. So that's Do you where I... kale from the Tax Foundation I don't on care and can, about what the Tax Foundation says. Okay. I don't care about what they say. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, to, I don't, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to argue with Harry yeah. Brown. His numbers sound great. I'm not going to argue with him either. I just brought it up. I'm not going to argue with the tax people. I just brought it up to counter what they said. Right. That's it's, all. It's just, diff, it's difficult to know, um, you know, what the average I person think pays. what we can agree on is it's a lot. It's, yeah, it it's a lot. It's no a, doubt. it's a chunk. It's not going down anytime. A pa- it's a ever. painful chunk. It's not going down until secession happens, until we can get away from uh, the, the federal government, until people get it through their heads that uh, they don't need the feds. Let's go to the phones. Unscreen caller, you are on the amp lines. Hello there. Well, I just want to uh, tell you how much I agree with all of what you were just talking about. And I'm going to uh, pull the Free Talk Live mantra and go totally off subject. All right, all right. do it. Got a minute. I, yeah, I know. I got an email today about uh, immigration, and the absurdity of most people's argument just drives me crazy. Um, it's the whole thing, like, you know, all these countries around the world kill people, put them in jail, you know, give them all kind of fines for coming into their country illegally, but we give people free health care, um, free education, all this other stuff, and... Um, food stamps, credit cards, subsidized rent and loans. I just find it absurd that people don't understand the argument that it's actually not the illegal or so-called illegal fault. It's the government's fault. I don't get it. They've been misdirected. Yeah. They've been uh, they've told they've been told to hate somebody, and they've been given reasons to, and they've been misdirected from the real root of the uh, the problem, and that is the government's coercion. You're absolutely right. I wish we could talk in further detail. Call us tomorrow. We can talk in more detail about it, and you can give us some excerpts uh, excerpts from the email. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.